anyone else just hear a pudding, or was it just in my ear? That was just you. Just in your ear. Just you. I wonder what it was. It sounded like something being disconnected, but the microphone and the headset are still both working. That's weird. Sometimes my computers do that when something was disconnected a long ass time ago. Are you on your laptop? Yeah. Sometimes my laptop does that. If I disconnected something, hibernated it, and then I open it back up, some, you know, like, uh, I know, um, I bet that's what happened, cause I'm some, sometime tomorrow, stuff. sometime tomorrow, my laptop is gonna go, padonk, you know, because I disconnected my headphones later tonight. <laughs> so, are we actually recording right now? Yeah. Hey, I'm Brian, I'm the lead rambler, I tend to talk a lot. And before we even get to anything else, before we even get to anything else, and you better not edit this out, I want everybody to think, and this is going to come back to my final thoughts, I want everybody to think of the legendary creature mm-hmm. in magic that exists, not a made-up one, that, rep- that best represents Batman, and then the legendary creature that best represents Nick Fury. Just keep that in the back of your head this whole time, and, and we'll keep moving. Okay. Welcome to the mana pool. Wait, that's somebody else's line. So I wasn't gonna leave all that in, but screw it. I guess I'll leave all that in since Mike (laughs) did that awesome time paradox thing. (laughs) So hello again and welcome to the mana pool. Uh, this should be episode 291 of the mana pool because that live episode that I'm gonna post once we're done here (coughs) is, uh, 290. That was fun with the lose the horde the deck that we didn't do right. Yeah, that we didn't play correctly. Sorry. Yeah. By the way, I found the the notes and all for that when I got uh-huh. home that night. It was on the couch, just huh. sitting there in plain view, and Boy. so I cursed at it hey, for dummy. not, you know, telling me to take it with us, with, <laughs> with me, with us, me. It was just me. Yeah. With them. With them. Them are us. But we are the Manipool Casual Magic Podcast Extraordinaire. And we are brought to you, as always, by Cardshark.com, a better way to buy and sell collectible card games. Please write me an article and send it to submissions at Cardshark.com. I've got one more that I'm also going to post when we're done here tonight. The Month of Magic series that uh, Mr. Lou Bufu, what's his name, Lucas B., has been <laughs> uh, writing. So yay. But anyway, anyway. So I'm Chewy, lead dork here, trying to keep things sane. Hmm. Failing miserably. <laughs> yeah. And with me, as always, are some dorks. Brian rambles a lot, and he already jumped ahead of himself, so Mike. That's true. Oh. <laughs> I'm Mike. I'm the rules guy and the game lore guy. I also and, interrupt um, a lot. Yes. <laughs> yes, he does. You're the game lore guy. Uh-huh. Line. I think he was done. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. I guess that's me, then. It is. I'm waiting to see if Mr. Interruptus jumps in real quick. I guess we'll just have to wait a minute. Interruptus makes me sound like a dinosaur. You are. Interruptus Rex. Um, my name is Dirk. I am the self-proclaimed greenest man alive and moral compass of the group for this podcast anyway. And howdy, y'all. What you hear is, uh, I don't know, at this point I think he's a 1-1. According to the forums, he might be indestructible. I actually can believe that. The reason now, this is the reason why. So, I was waiting for all you guys to get on and everything, and I'm just flipping through Facebook and everything, and all I heard was thump. And I look over, and the child has whacked his head on the floor on our like linoleum floor, <laughs> whacked his head, and he's like, ah! 
but you know, nothing's wrong, nothing's hurt. So, like he, he was a little one one. He's he's like stuffy doll, is what he is. He's a stuffy doll. Except instead of doing pain to someone else, he just sort of looks at him like, what you gonna do? <laughs> he's waiting to make sure someone's paying attention. And That's and right. He's gonna let you have it. <laughs> He, what he does is that he makes he screams so loud that he deals damage to you. That's the stuffy doll ability. There you go. <laughs> so Ladies he really is a stuffy doll. Ladies and gentlemen, please keep your pariahs away from the late. <laughs> so he's got a three three with trample and a one one stuffy doll. Huh. I see. Okay then. So that's that's us. And we've got uh We've actually got a fair amount to talk about, so let's jump right in. Yay. First up, well, this is what every podcast out there seems to be talking about. I know I've already done it twice. Welcome uh, to uh, Fall Magic. <laughs> Population previews. Uh, but they revealed the deck lists for the dual decks, Heroes vs. Monsters, which I had honestly kind of sort of forgotten about. <laughs> Most of us had. I I hadn't forgotten about it. Shame, shame on all. Sun Titan. I'm bad at this game. And they they've dropped not only the lists, but the cards in these lists that are in Theros and a couple of Theros mechanics. And exactly two. Uh, ex- yeah. That is in fact a couple. There we go. <laughs> They're going out now. Hey so, monsters, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing, buddy? <laughs> Hey, heroic. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. So how do we want to do this? Should we cover? We should cover the mechanics first, right? Yeah, we should cover the mechanics. Okay. Well, or, or, or why don't we just go ahead and go through the cards and talk about the mechanics as they come up? Fair enough. Well, since they're the first two listed, that will be the same thing. So who wants to pronounce that first one? Steve. <laughs> All right, Steve. Polychronos. I was about to say Polychronos. Yeah, there you go. go sounds. For it, sounds good. It's a green creature. Yes, Polychronos, World Eater. For two and two green, he's a legendary Hydra that's mythic and is a 5-5. It's got uh, XX and a green with monstrosity of X, and we will come back to that in just a little bit, unless you want me to do it right now. Yeah, go ahead. Read the italics. All right. If this creature isn't uh, monstrous, put X plus one plus one counters on it, and it becomes monstrous. (laughs) (laughs) That is just such a great thing. It becomes monstrous. I love As they, that. Like, before it was like, I'm a little puny thing. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, now I'm so tall that if I, you know, blow my nose, I'll blow away this city. I don't just think it's ever a puny what, thing. It's sort kind of, of what Polychronos... Say it again? Polychronos. It's sort of what Polychronos does, though, is he, he blows his nose and blows things away. So read, read the rest. Read the rest. Right. When Polychronos World Eater becomes monstrous, it deals X damage divided as you choose among any number of target creatures your opponents control. Each of those creatures deals damage equal to its power to Polychronos. So, and the X is based on the monstrosity X, and the X, which is based on the X's you paid for the yeah. monstrosity cost. And the, and the monstrosity has reminder text, so you know they're all going to work the same way. So, for example, you might see, uh, let, let's say there's like little monster guy, and it's a one one for a black, and it might have um, X and not it might have one black monstrosity one. Which basically means you pay one in a black if it's not already got a plus one plus one counter on it. 
Put a plus one plus one counter on it. Congratulations. Surely that has nothing to do with plus one plus one counter. Well, I mean, if it's not already monstrous. There you go. But when it gets the plus one plus one counter, it will become monstrous. If it gets a plus one plus one counter for something else, then it's not monstrous yet. But you understand, but you get where, where, where I'm coming from. This right. is, so that's how that'll work. And then some of these things like Polkronos will have when it becomes monstrous effects and some others may be more vanilla because we have to keep in mind we're looking at a mythic creature here so this is going to be one of the most extreme examples i think if if you see it all along the rarity spectrum you'll see it from just a very standard application a base what's going to amount to put a plus one plus one or two plus one plus one counters on this two giant thing that fights everybody and wins the game and by the way is a five five for four with no drawback. Welcome to Magic in 2013, people. <laughs> it's a green creature without hexproof. That's a that's a serious uh, drawback. That is a drawback. Um, yeah. <laughs> the um, the Iwamari, the closed fist or whatever. Um, am I even coming close to that? Yeah, that's pretty close. Iwamari, uh, I think. Um, five five for four. Legendary creature. So he's got to be awesome, right? And, uh, the drawback is when he enters the battlefield, everybody else can, like, drop down a legendary creature for free. So, this thing is kind of like laughing at him, like, haha, you have a drawback, I'm a monster. So, something in the monstrosity game text, if this creature isn't monstrous. Yes. So that means this does not have to come in with the plus one plus one counters. It, it, it won't. It won't. You can't even activate monstrosity until it's monstrosity until it's already on the battlefield. So that so, means that you essentially have its casting costs still available the next time right. know, when it comes back to your turn. This, this isn't. Yeah. This isn't like Echo. No, Echo. This isn't like what's the thing that everything Unleashed. is? Kicker. Kicker, thank you. Oh. This is not like Kicker where you have to do it as you cast the spell. This is cast the spell and at some point later, which it looks to be at instant speed because it doesn't have anything saying sorcery speed. Mm-hmm. Um, which would be so sweet if it didn't. I, I see nothing on here that would indicate that it was sorcery speed, so it, it almost has to be sor- instant speed. Um, well, it's got the, the uh, what is it, the colons? Mm-hmm. Not colons. Yeah, the col- the, yeah, it's the an colons. activated ability. So, yeah, and that's activated abilities are instant speed, right? Unless it specifically says something, activate this ability only time you could play a sorcery, et cetera, et cetera, something like that. Yeah. It doesn't have that, so I we can, we assume can only it's, assume it's instant speed. Yeah, and then when you look at what this thing does, oh, by the way, like I said, it's a 5-5 four, four, five, five for 4 with no other drawback. So until you even uh, – already it's great. See, you and can then, tell that we've been playing a long time because on every other time I've talked about this stupid card, I did the same thing Brian just did. My brain wants to say a 4-4 four, four for 5 because that's that's right <laughs> that's in, more in my old-ass head. But it's actually a 5-5 five, five for 4, and my brain five, has to five, think five. about that before it lets it come out of my mouth. Like, really? Uh, <laughs> uh. Um. <laughs> well, something yeah. that I, I was so. thinking about this, that this one has a lot of combat tricks that you can throw at it. Oh yeah. So, yeah, so for like for example, if you had that pesky creature you really want to get rid of, if it let's say it's a small creature like a two-two, you peg it with one damage, and you deal whatever else around the table. Well, the last part says each of those creatures deals damage equal to the power to uh, Polychronos. Well, as long as Polychronos is way bigger than this creature, it has to attack it, or it has to deal damage to it. 
Uh, well, here's here's something that we have to keep in mind because I can see this tripping up some people. Paul Kranos deals X damage. So oh, and this doesn't—he doesn't get to—it doesn't actually combat it. It just—it's it's not the full power, and it's not—it's not fight. Okay. So it's not you pick one thing and they both deal damage to each other equal to that. You're only dealing X, and you might say, "Oh, only X," but there's two X's in this cost. Let's say you play this on turn four, and then you untap. You have another land. You can exit for two because you pay two X. You pay two X, and then the green. Um, so. You, Getting to pay, uh, getting to ping something for two and putting two plus one plus one counters on this thing, not a bad deal, but it's very different from this thing hitting something for seven. So I would just keep that in mind. Yeah, it's not ridiculous. It's just, it's just useful removal. Oh, like, guess- like Brian's example there, it's cool because you can like swing with a five five and see what they do. And if you need to, you can make him monstrous uh, with your five minutes you now have available yeah. to, like, either shoot a blocker or to shoot some other creature that they didn't block with, two for one, or something like that. Yeah. And the fact that it can be divided, so if they've got, like, a couple things that have one toughness, you have all sorts of options. Where it's going to get really interesting is when you see somebody play this and just keep passing and keeping <laughs> that mana up and getting more and more mana because... What you're afraid to do is commit too much to the board because they've literally got removal sitting on the board waiting to happen. Um, but they're not – so you're trying to – it's almost like you're trying to bait out the Doom Blade, but the Doom Blade is hitting you for five. So <laughs> I, I like it. I like it. Uh, and it's a nice representation of Hydras that we haven't really seen before. Honestly, when I read it, I felt like, oh, monstrous. That's kind of – it's a – Gee, they're hitting us over the head with the monster theme. I, I I didn't really like it, but the more I understand it, and the more I understand the way it plays, I it grows on me. No I pun think, intended. I think this guy especially is really cool. And man, once Theros comes out, if you ever get to draft one of these guys, he's what is that sound? And oh, as that might have been me fiddling with my headset. Oh, I think that is him. back here. Uh, you guys keep talking. I'll be right back. And I do think, uh, as, as Chewie pointed out, you know, you can only um, uh, this only cares if it's monstrous or not. And in standard, along with certainly older formats, but in standard, we've got other mechanics that put plus one plus one counters on things. Um, we just saw a lot of that stuff last year with what's that last block that nobody cares about? Oh, I mean, uh, Return to Ravnica? No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, with, like, scavenge. So you play this guy, uh, you scavenge something onto him, well, great. It doesn't trigger his ability, but nor does it count as making him monstrous, so then you can make him that much bigger later. Yeah. And um, that... But the thing is, uh, the, the memory issue with trying to remember when something is monstrous and what the plus one, plus one counters mean exactly, that makes me think that uh, every uh, every creature with with a monstrosity ability is going to have something that happens when it becomes monstrous. So, so that gives you an event to remember, okay, yeah, this, this guy is actually monstrous. Maybe. Or no, this this guy isn't monstrous. He just has some plus one plus one counters because you know that thing didn't happen yet. Maybe, although I I I don't know. They might just leave it for you to try and keep track of. I don't know. I I still think if they do it at the lower rarities, you might just see kind of the almost vanilla monstrosity. 
But we'll they have wouldn't to, put a they wouldn't put a memory issue at a lower rarity. Well, uh, it's only a memory they, they would, issue. If they you, wouldn't put a significant memory issue at common. It's only a memory issue if you've got a lot of other things in the same block that also give plus one plus one counters. We know it's not the only thing. Hint, hint. There are a lot of things in standard that give plus one plus one counters. Well, but is it such a big deal if if we're going out of the block? Because once you start to get into standard, then uh, you're talking they have about to have cons- that consideration. Uh, time will tell, and either Mike will be right or I will be wrong. Wait. Um, <laughs> yeah. Say, what a minute. with that one. Nothing. We've just been talking. So there's another mechanic here. There Unless is. anybody else had anything else to say about the big Hydra. I mean. I want to, I want to, I want to, I like him. I want to get him and like, and, and tie him up in the backyard and name him Pookie. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and to everyone out there, I want to reiterate something that, um, that all these other guys had pointed out. It is just X damage. It's not damage equal to its power. And That's gonna fool so many people. Yeah, it, it is. It will. And, and I didn't realize, um, that it said X until just a few minutes before we started this segment because I did that thing that, you know, many people are going to do where you see the big block of text and your eyes will naturally scan over it real quick and you see a bunch of words that are really familiar and you fill in the blanks, you know, by yourself. So you read it as a fight. Yeah. Because you didn't read every single word and pay close enough attention. Because there's a lot of things this card doesn't say. Yeah, yeah. There's some very specific things that this card doesn't say. <laughs> was it, what was it back in the day that you could, it was like an 8-5 or something and you could tap it to div- divvy up its damage and all those creatures would punch? Living Inferno was an original Ravnica block. Yeah, I always wanted to make him do something and I never got around to it. Mm-hmm. Oh dude, I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a, a red green. No, I'm not. Never mind. <laughs> I'll trade you a living inferno. It'll be those two guys and you know some land. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna need the land because living inferno costs eight. I know, right? <laughs> so there's another creature here, and I think we should get Mike to pronounce it. Um, I would say Anax and Samidi. Hmm. Sure. Let's go with that. I keep yeah. hearing different. Pronunciations and I I don't know. Well, annex I'm 100 percent confident about. Yeah, annex is pretty easy. Yeah. Samidi I'm not sure. I don't know if they want us to say Samid or they Samidi, which is which is what it should be. So would it be the 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 s sound then you think? Samidi. Um. Well, no, because if they were if they were transliterating from from something that was Greek, if it was supposed to be a k, it would just be spelled with a k. Oh, okay. Like you'll see, you'll see something that looks like a letter C um, uh, for a for a sigma sometimes, and then that indicates this that that it's it's it, it's a standard for a sigma. Okay. That sound. Anyway. Anyway, that's our so. linguistics portion of the show. Annex and Samidi costs one a red and white. So, like they told us, there will be at least a few multicolored cards in here. Uh, a rare, legendary creature, human soldier, a 3-2 with first strike and vigilance. Good. Great. I'll play it. Awesome. Yeah. That is, you know, three first strike power for three mana. That's awesome. And vigilance, that's super awesome. Yeah. Uh, where it really gets cool is that it has the heroic ability word. Um, whenever you cast a spell that targets Annex and Samidi, creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and gain trample until end of turn. 
feels a little strange for a white red creature to give trample, but otherwise I'm okay with it. This yeah, is insane. I guess that just makes it more dangerous for your opponent to target your stuff. Yeah. Yes. Because it doesn't. No, it says. Oh, it, it does says you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you. Oh, okay. Yeah. It yeah, it makes it super dangerous for me to target my own stuff for my opponent. It does. It, right. This is not quite on the level of, like, voice of resurgence, like, oh, my God, this shuts down removal forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but what it does is it makes enchantments better. It makes auras better. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be, like, the make auras better block. Um, so it's a 3-2 with first strike and vigilance for three. With an ability that if you play it correctly is going to be huge. Target in a Naya deck. Target this thing with giant growth. <laughs> no other creatures. You've got a seven six first strike vigilance trample. That's assuming you don't have any other creatures and you're in Boros colors, so you've got more creatures. So yeah, seven six first strike vigilance trample on like turn four if you like. Yeah. It's just not that hard to do. And do people yeah. play with giant growth effects? Yes. Now, the only thing that this doesn't com- combo with is Blood Rush, because that's not a spell. Correct. So, sorry. Well, since this will be in standard with uh, Return to Ravnica and all that, you've got Boros, which has Bastion, which likes it when you have a lot of creatures attacking. Battalion. Oh, Battalion, okay. Battalion, sorry. Yes. Yeah, and this guy and something battalion from Boros and then this stupid Pegasus we'll get to in a second all play really well together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this also kind of reminds me of battalion in that you look at this and yes, this is a really neat effect, but you know what? This is also just one effect. And this guy is legendary, so you're not going to have out more than one of these. Um, but. You don't need to. But. What happens when you've got another guy with heroic out? Then I do think stuff be crazy, yo. <laughs> like this plus anything else. I mean, even if it's something like creatures you control, do a dance. Uh, it's still going to be really good. Well, there was depending on what kind of dance. Well, you can only target one thing at a time with any given spell. So. Well, yeah, but if you've got two giant gross in oh, your hands. that's hand, true. That's true. Mike made a, made a good point. It's not whenever you cast a spell that targets a creature you control. It has to be this creature. It has creature. to be that creature. That, yeah. That's good. Okay. I, I, once again, reading, but hey, you know, I'm reading these cards. I, I did read these cards ahead of time, but they're still very fresh. But that's a, that but spell. I do agree with Brian on that. Let's say there's this one, and then there's another creature out there who has heroic who says, all all your creatures gain fly, plus one, plus one in flying. Well, all of a sudden, now everything is plus two, plus two, trample, and flying. If you've targeted both, yeah. Right. Yeah. So this, I think this really does play into, like, say, the, the Iliad, where you didn't have just one hero. You've got a whole gaggle of heroes running around, and they are just whooping up on everybody. And see, you say gaggle, and I immediately picture geese. Now I'm picturing geese. With like Greek, <laughs> Greek swords, and they're just going. Rawr, 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 rawr. Yeah, Have you I ever seen a, ge- a goose mad? That thing will take you out. Yes. Goose geese are very territorial. No, but I'm I, 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 will, I will turn around and, lock, and walk the long way if I see 
a bunch of geese in my path. <laughs> are they black I, geese? I, yes, they are. That, that other gang in, in this town? Uh-huh. <laughs> so, heroic. See, the first thing that, that I neglected to read properly is this as creatures you control. My brain put the word other in there, and it's not there. Oh, yeah. So, like, these guys get the plus one, plus one, and trample, too. Yes. So you, like, throw a healing salve at them, and they're a 4-3 vigilance trample first strike. Duh. (laughs) They will not take three damage, the next three damage. They reprinted indestructible, or is it indestructibility? What's the the aura called? Indestructibility. Indestructibility in M10, M14. Um... For all sorts of reasons, the fact that they're pushing enchantments, and they know they're going to be pushing enchantments, and for the fact that it has the updated, you know, the way that um, that Indestructible now works. But, yeah, I'd, I could see throwing that on these guys. Bye-bye, Mutilate. And then there really would be, they would be Achilles, and the Achilles heel would be a removal spell. <laughs> I'm sorry, I am currently reading the fifth book of the Percy Jackson series. How many are there, by the way? Do what? So how many are there, by the way? There are five in the Percy Jackson, and then the Heroes of Olympus, there's going to be five. The fourth book is about to be released. Is that like a spinoff or something? It's what, it's the after story Uh, of the Percy Jackson, so it's, yeah. No spoilers. I did no, see I the second. Cool. I did see the second movie. I thought it was pretty good. I haven't seen any of the movies, uh, but I will say the movies you know, do not do the book justice. They, they never do. I, I will say that you know this is not a bad time for you to be reading anything literature based on um, Greek mythology. Greek mythology. So, let, shall we keep moving? Just because sure. Pegasus. Okay. So, so there's a there's a Pegasus, and did you want to talk about the Pegasus? Of you course. It. Okay. Oh, you mean me specifically? Sure, why not? So for one in a white, it's a cavalry pegasus. It's a 1-1 flyer, and it's common. And when it attacks, each attacking human gains flying until end of turn. That's crazy. <laughs> That's so good. That's insane. That's so good. Oh, That's man. mind-bending in its implications. And it's a common. I like how they occasionally do these things, like the trained condor or whatever from M14, where it's it's kind of cool because it just like picks up a guy and takes it over. And this thing is just like everybody rides. Are you a human? Get on. Are you a human? Get on. Goblins, you stay the hell off of me. <laughs> and there's Bill going, "Hey, I only play a goblin on the internet. Shut up, Squee." Maybe uh, maybe goblins don't have good credit. So if you've got a line of credit, we will take you at CavalryPegasus.com. <laughs> good credit, bad credit, we don't care. Everybody rides. Everybody rides. Wow, are they going to start saying, oh, she's she's the town Pegasus now? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> We're now going to say that. So. Yeah. It, it, it's going to start with us right here. <laughs> And I am so sorry to everybody. Uh, so, and then next we've got, it's my turn, and I like this card a lot, and I'm gonna mess up the pronunciation entirely, but it's Ordeal of, of, uh, Porphyros. Nope. Porphyros? Nope. Perforos? There you go. Perforos. I think. Perforos? Like, like, like perforated, which is cool, because he's being perforated. Um, it costs one and a red. And it's an aura, and we again we knew they said this is going to be an aura and enchantment 
theme set. It's uncommon. Enchant creature. Whenever enchanted creature attacks, put a plus one plus one count on it. Plus one plus one plus one counter on it. Then if it has three or more plus one plus one plus one plus one counters on it, sacrifice this enchantment. When you sacrifice this enchantment, it deals three damage to target creature or player. So I like this. It's the ordeals. You think about like the ordeals of Hercules where he had to perform certain difficult tasks. But at, you put, you stick this on a guy and he starts getting stronger and he starts gaining experience. He's leveling up. And then when you get to the end, it turns into a lightning bolt. Now mind you, it has to survive three attacks. No, it has well, to survive two attacks and then attack a third time. It, it has to survive. It has to survive to the to, point where it has three or plus, three or more plus one plus one counters on it. Now, the, these oh. decks are yeah. he, he, heroic versus monstrous. But if I've got a monstrous guy, I might just throw the ordeal on it and get a plus one plus one counter and a lightning bolt. So you can either make a small guy much bigger, like stick it on the Pegasus next to it, who doesn't love a 4-4 four, four with flying, or... um or you stick it on something that's already got a plus one plus one counter or two, and you get to the shock or or the lightning bolt. Sorry, that much faster. Uh, the only downside is the downside that it's an enchant creature, which all enchant creatures have the inherent, you know, two for one. But if you get past that, what's the potential upside to here? The potential upside is you have a bigger creature with around three more counters than it would have originally, and a direct damage spell. And I want to say that this is written in a very interesting way, in in such a way that it makes me think there there has to be a reason for it, about why it has two different triggered abilities, one that adds counters and one that triggers when you sacrifice it. Instead of just continuing the sentence, then if it has three or more blah, 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 sacrifice this, and it needs to target creature or player. Oh, that, that's interesting. I didn't even think about that. So if there's some other way, like an aura tog, where it has the the activated ability, um, sacrifice yeah. enchantment, do blah, well, sack it in, and if, if you don't need the counters, and boom. Well, I mean, sacrificing <laughs> is a big thing in Greek mythology. That's true. So there there might be some sort of theme that goes with it. That just came to me right there off the top of my head. Well, that's not a bad thought. Look, we've got another green creature, and it sacrifices. I don't think we're done yet. Okay. Mike sounded like he was trying to continue. What? Oh, did you not? Um. <laughs> I don't oh, think I was. Oh, okay, never mind then. <laughs> so, hey, look, there's a green creature. <laughs> it sacrifices. Won't you mute and die? No. <laughs> I guess that's my cue, huh? <laughs> sure. Apparently so. All right. Seder hedonist. Hedonist. Too many into There are. Uh, you're going to be sitting at the pre-release, and the words that are going to be coming out of some people's mouths is it's just going to be crazy. And Mike's going to cringe every. Somebody's going satire hedonist. Oh, satire hedonist. What does that do? <laughs> I don't know. And there's going to be the the person who actually knows, and it's like satire hedonist. You people, read the card. I did. It's a satire hedonist. <laughs> anyway, what's a satire hedonist do? <laughs> for one and a green, it's a compensator for two one. That's a two one. It has a red sacrifice satire hedonist. Add three red mana to your mana pool. 
Before we actually talk about what the card does, I have to admit I'd never kind of like with the common goblin shaman. I had never really thought about a commentator before, and when Dark said it, I really could have sworn I heard commentator. And so I don't know. Are satyrs going around? It's like, Cedric Phillips. Are they in the Are they in the booth? So I just had to throw that out there. He's like a tender wall. Isn't it tender wall? But tender wall couldn't attack for two. Correct. Well, you could sacrifice, you could pay red and sack it to deal two damage or something. Oh, could you? Yeah. But you didn't get the mana. No. Well, damn. <laughs> yeah, I like this guy. It's kind of cool. It, it For some, something about it, maybe the fact that I compared it to the tender wall, for me it evokes something old about magic, something we haven't, you know, necessarily seen as much of lately. I don't know why. And perversion, uh, that's what it is. Yeah, Satyr's reputation. Yeah, yeah. They, the, the flavor text says, any festival you can walk away from wasn't worth attending in the first place. <laughs> and, and even his pose looks like he's about to do something not right. like Or have something not right done to him. Oh, well, either, you know. <laughs> well, I imagine that, yeah, he sort of is the, the mad scientist sort of sitting there and is like, I'm going to see what happens. Hey, Let's see what happens when this, when oh, this goes on. God, he's turned and looked at the camera and said, Hey, girl. <laughs> oh, I didn't see you there. <laughs> see, I just kind of see him saying, like, so did you bring the stuff? <laughs> yeah, that too. But the stuff is not like the Breaking Bad drugs. No, he's talking about the lube. <laughs> no, I think that... I, it's uh, the junk in that <laughs> Satyrs definitely wouldn't mind a little bit of the wacky grass, either. <laughs> that... <laughs> I'm just gonna keep going. I'm just gonna keep going. You know, the, as we're seeing, the first thing that comes to my mind is Hedonbot. Hedonism bot. Oh, from Futurama? From Futurama is Hedonbot. Yeah, or it's like, oh, rub this all over my body. <laughs> yeah, basically, yes. But we're chopping him up and, you know, for kindling. Except he starts just... fires. Okay. So, and then there's one more. Dark, yeah. never mind, you just had one. Mike? Destructive Revelry. Uh, for a red and a green, it's an uncommon instant. Destroy target artifact or enchantment. Destructive Revelry deals two damage to that permanence controller. Has this never been printed? Because honestly, when I read it, my first thought was, oh, it's that card. And then I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like it should be something, but no, not yet. And they haven't run out of those, you know, do this. You know, like sort of almost basic ability sort of... I don't know how else to describe it. Every you, you need these cards. You can't just say, well, you know, we've got all the the naturalized effects we want, so yeah. But it's a naturalized shock, kind of. Naturalized what's two to the face that's not a creature. That's shock. That's not well, yeah, okay. Yeah, so, this actually makes a lot of sense to me that you got red for the two damage, but naturalized costs a green and something else, mm-hmm. and to make it more difficult, it has to be an, a different color. Yeah. So actually, this is yeah. I'm uh, I actually am. I agree. I'm surprised this wasn't made into a card previously. Seems like about once a block, and that's just roughly from the top of my head. They come out with a card. We're like, oh, that's a uh, 
that's a uh, gatherer search. Nope, gatherer search. Nope. Wow, they actually haven't ever printed this. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember that, any of them off the top of my head because they just they should have printed that years ago. Which tells you just how intuitive it is. And there's nothing wrong with straightforward design because you get it, you you immediately grok it, you get where it's coming from, and you're like, okay, this is what it does. Boom, you get it. And then this is talking. Uh, those are other satyrs, right? And uh, and it kind of goes for the to the same flavor level as the hedonisti guy, um, where, where they're, they're basically you know it's it's almost gruel. Like they're sitting around a big fire and they're like, let's see how big the, how 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 big we can make this fire. So that's cards that are new. What about the decks themselves? Decks themselves. Well, the hero's deck is red white with two copies of New Benalia, which I really like. Yeah. And then a bunch of just dudes that do things. There's yeah. a figure of destiny, and if you don't know figure of destiny, shame on you. It was in Modern Masters. Look it up. It's amazing. It's just oh, it it, it it's so many things to so many people. Like amazing. Yeah. <laughs> There's a Kamal Pit Fighter, so Red Kamal that can bolt things. Noblesse of War, the uh, Aramancer for all the enchantments. Oh yeah, let's not even get into those just yet. Uh, Noblesse of War is uh, a three-four flyer that says attacking creatures you control get plus two plus zero. Oh. So that's pretty ridiculous. And of course the Sun Titan. Yeah, and if you get past the mythic rare and the rares, like Stun Sniper from um, the original Ravnica block is just a great card for a red and a white. It's a 1-1 one, one human archer. You uh, pay one... Stun Sniper was from Alara Reborn. Was it? Yeah. yeah. So, from the original Alara block, <laughs> as in the only Alara block so far... I'm sorry, too many multicolored sets. Uh, but for two mana, a 2-2... Two, two, uh, a 1-1, one, one, ah. A 1-1. One, one, pay one, tap it. It taps a creature, so that's it's like a master decoy, and it pings that creature for one. So... <laughs> The fact that you said 2-1 makes me think that you were thinking of the trumpeter, and that's why you thought it was original Ravnica block. That yeah. might have been it. So, The Gus Cloak Sentinel here seems strange. It's like the only Gus Cloak guy. Yeah, but it's a but it's soldier a, it's, with a cool ability. It's a 3-3 three, three for 4 with a neat ability. So, yeah. I mean, so many of these creatures are just cool. And then, as Dirk said, there's an Aramancer, and you're like, so What? Well, let's go over to the non-creatures. There's so the following enchantments: uh, Battle Mastery, give something double strike. Bonds of Faith, give something plus two plus two if it's a human. Otherwise, it's uh, pacifism. Do mm-hmm. do Daily Regiment, where a creature can work out for two mana and get a plus one plus one counter. Mm-hmm. Griffin Guide, Griffin Guide. <laughs> <laughs> Ta-da. With from bad- Time Spiral. new art. Oh my god. Oh, the new art on, on these things is just crazy. See, no, else? this Griffin guide, that's old art, isn't it? Well, well in, in the, look the, down the at the bottom. Yeah. Look, look uh, down at the bottom. The mouse over still shows the old one, but if you scroll down, you'll see the new stuff. With the new Griffin, um, mm-hmm. token. Yeah. And then I there was another one. Oh yeah. Where, oh, Undying Rage, which is, Enchanted creature gets plus two plus two and can't block for three mana, and it's got the rancor thing where it jumps back to your hand. Yeah. So I mean, all of those are really good in a deck that wants to punch people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then and then there's Winds of Wrath, 
Destroy all creatures. I remember AJ playing the heck out of Winds of Wrath. Play some, play some auras. Blow everything that's not got an aura on it up. Profit. You didn't actually say what it did. Oh. Wrath of God except for, okay. Destroy all creatures with no enchantments on them. Those creatures cannot be regenerated this turn. I don't see the oracle text, but. It's basically a thing. But it costs five. The flame text, the flame text, the flavor text is from an oracle, so that should count. Yeah, that's oracle text, right? Hmm. Yeah. It does cost five, but eh. And I like pyrokinesis. That's not an enchantment, but I like pyrokinesis. Oh wow, that's... <sighs> Pitch, what was that, alliance? Oh, well, I guess it's got the symbol on it. Yeah, it's alliances. It's alliances. It deals four damage, uh, divided any way you choose among any number of target creatures. And instead of paying four and two red for it, it's an instant, you can instead exile a red card in your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Pyrokinesis is pretty good. Uh, Miraculous Recovery has new spanking art. I mean, new art. And I, I read, I saw that down at the bottom. I was like, oh, Miraculous Recovery. So, Miraculous Recovery for four and a white is a zombify at instant speed that gives the creature a plus one, plus one counter. So it's white, it's an instant, it costs one more, and they get a counter. And I was like, is that a new card? Is it Maybe? And then I moused over where it says Mir- Miraculous Recovery right above it, and it's from Visions. What the hell, broken spell? Maybe not broken, but that's really good. Isn't it? Isn't that really good? I like it. Okay. Fires of Yavamaya. New art also happens to be Fires of Yavamaya. I hear that's pretty good. Yeah. Wasn't that reprinted of, in something? I think it was reprinted in um a Blaine Chase product. Both Blaine Chases actually. So and if you don't know gym. what it does, I mean there were decks dedicated to Fires of Yavamaya while it was in standard. It's yeah, a, it was I, it was called Fires, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for good reason. For one, a red and a green enchantment. Creatures you control of haste and sacrifice fires of Yavamaya, target creature gets plus two plus two until in a turn. Value, value, value. And um, I have to say that in the comments for this article, one of the very first posts was, Fires of Yavamaya d- feels like a mistake when you can, like, go play this and then go turn four Colonian Hydra and do all this other crazy stuff. And the very next post was, I don't think this card is in Theros block. So <laughs> calm down. Yeah. Yeah. It would be scary if it was in Theros. Oh, God, if it's in Theros. But I don't think it is. Uh, yeah, the Fires of Yavamaya might be a little too good to reprint in a, in a set that would be standard legal. I don't know. It depends. Yeah. I also failed to mention it's actually in the Monsters deck, not the Heroes deck. So, oops. They're both red. Yeah. So the <laughs> Monsters deck. The Monsters. Or is it the Monsters? Lurch. Wait, no. <laughs> The monsters just wasn't as I guess it didn't have like, the support. I remember like, all the characters, but I don't remember anything like the music. Like everyone well, remembers they, Grandpa Monster. You know, but the They didn't get movies made up after them, so there was, was family was, got all, got all there the was a made-for-TV Monsters movie. That does not count. It was a movie. Oh, that one was great. I thought it was entertaining. With Eddie Izzard in it? Yeah. It had Eddie Izzard in it, really? Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure. He was Grandpa Munster. 
Oh, now that's freaking brilliant. Oh, yeah, it, it was actually pretty good. Oh, man, I wonder if there's any way I can make this play to where everyone can hear it. Hang on. Uh, oh, here we go. Answers. Could you hear that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Only vaguely. Oh, oh, well. That'll be the that'll be the, the break music when we're done here in a minute, so that's fine. <laughs> oh, was it Lurch playing his harpsichord? No, it was the Mustard's theme. Oh, okay. See, <laughs> I really couldn't hear it at all. Your face has a harpsichord. So the Beast Day, <laughs> which has a bunch of beastly guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, I like... Conquering uh, Manticore. I like Lanoir Reborn as the, as the land because, hey, look... Plus one, plus one counters that have nothing to do with monstrous. So, awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So what's, what's in the deck though? I talked all about the last one. Somebody else take over. My throat hurts. Okay. Uh, well, when you, when you look at the rares, there's, um, Conquering Manticore, which has a threaten built in. There's a Crater Hellion. Crater Hellion is awesome. Um, uh, just trust me on that. It's really good. Uh, Days of Calamity. I like how both of these have um, some of the divinities from Shadowmoor, which is kind of funny because the Theros is, you know, gods and monsters and things. So, but this has the the Days of Calamity. Uh, what else we got? What else we got? Um, oh, it's a rare, but Kavu Predator is so awesome. Was there much life gain in the? Uh... In the deck up here? I don't remember that. Oh, Dawnstrike Paladin. Stuff. Don't yeah. Uh, con- condemn. Um, oh, yeah. Dun, dun. There's not a lot. I just really like that as a card. There's Moment of Heroism. I just like that card a lot. Because if if nothing else, it's a Grizzly Bear for or a Rune Claw Bear these days. But for one and a green, <laughs> it's a 2-2 with built-in trample if nothing else happens. And then whenever an opponent gains life, put that many plus one plus one counters on it. Belongs in every EDH deck for green, I think. I don't believe in like the all-purpose EDH cards, but that one should be considered. Um, That's weird. I only see the Dawnstrike Paladin, the Figure of Death. No, the Figure of Death never gets lifelink, does it? Never mind. No. And Condemn. Hmm. I wonder why. Moment of Heroism gives. Life. Oh, and Moment of Heroism. Still, that seems. Sometimes they do that in these decks. This seems a little narrow. Um, well, it is. I mean, they don't want something, you know, super stupid, ridiculous to hose the other yeah. deck, but they, they have a lot of little narrow things usually. It is also, a, as Brian said, a 2-2 with built-in trample, and there's lots of ways to make it bigger. Yeah, you can put other plus plus encounters on it. Yeah. Um, the mythic is the Polkronos World Eater. Uh, Skerrigan Firebird. Gotta live a phoenix with bloodthirst. Yes, that is as terrifying as it sounds. The original hexproof troll aesthetic. Um, I love the Zert Druids. Yes. Yeah. You know, awesome. Beast Within with fan freaking tastic new art. Yeah, the, the Beast Within art and the token that goes with it are both really sick. They're pretty yeah. cool. Uh, that does it for the rares, unless there is regrowth a rare. I don't know. It was uncommon, but it hasn't okay. been printed in a long time. Okay. Uh, that does it for the rares, but you also just look at all these plus one plus one counter things. You've got Dragon Blood. You've got the um, the Lanoir Reborns. 
Those might Except be the only two, but <laughs> you've also got Volt Charge for some good old um, uh, uh, Proliferate. Uh, proliferate, yeah. yeah. A, f- a few of the red bloodthirst creatures. Yes. From M12. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and Crown so. Ceratok, too, which gives yeah. your guys that have plus one, plus one counters trample. That's that's a nice touch. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you got that Scar mm-hmm. the Rage Pits for that. Before there was ever um, Wolf Run. Yeah. There was Scar the Rage Pits, which you can't pump them with X, but just you give them plus one, plus one, and trample. Sometimes that's all, a lot of times, that's all you need. <laughs> and it's got some of my favorite, uh, ramp Flavor in it. Text. It's, it's oh. got Cross and Tusker. It's yeah. got Zerta Druid, which is a lot of awesome. Oh man. It's got Valley Ranet, which is a 6-3 or a mountain or a forest, just depending on what you need. And it's got Orcish freaking Lumberjack, dude. <laughs> It's got Orcus freaking lumberjack. I saw that and like, what? <laughs> they must be putting that in there for the commander people. They must. Orcus lumberjack be. is broken beyond all reason. What does Orcus lumberjack do? Orcus Someone lumberjack. It wins game. <laughs> yeah, costs one red for a one-one orc. Tap it and sacrifice a forest. Add three mana in any combination of red and/or green mana to your mana pool. Wow, and it doesn't say an untapped forest. Yeah, yeah, target forest becomes Black Lotus Plus. So turn one, Mountain Orcish Lumberjack, turn two, forest. Five mana. Five, Five mana. mana. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the Lumberjack has never been fair. That's why it hasn't been printed since Ice Age. Because Wasn't that the one right. that uh that Gabe built his deck around that it was supposed to be play this, sacrifice a bunch of forests? Or no, it was the, the mana... It was something like that that he built his deck around where he just channel fireballed you in the face. Yeah. Channel fireball. But wasn't Orcish Lumberjack like a key component to the deck? Orcish Lumberjack was a very important card in the deck. I mean, Orcish Lumberjack was a very important card in the original channel fireball combo deck. <laughs> Before there was ever channelfireball.com, there was... Yeah, there was channel fireball, I win. <laughs> A.K.A. the cheese. And later when Gabe built his um, uh, Channel Emrakul deck, Orcus Lumberjack was definitely in there. Oh, man. Wow. Bang it. But anyway, so as far as non-creatures go, the dragon blood is cool, the fires. It's got two prey upon, which is nice for a, you know, a monster to just jump out of the brush. Yeah. I like that. Uh, a pyroclasm, because, you know, humans are weenies. <laughs> and then I love Shower of Sparks. For a single red, it's an instant that does a damage to a creature and a damage to a player. <laughs> I used to play with this all the time. I wonder why I stopped. I, probably because the multiplayer stuff got bigger. But <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> But it's it's just a nice metagame call to just. I, I like that. I say metagame call, but you know, for the purposes of this. Yeah, yeah. for the dual decks, that's that's a metagame. Yeah, Those dual decks have a metagame. Yeah, but anyway, so that's that's the dual decks. They're pretty freaking awesome, I think. I hope. Yeah. And they come out. Da, 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 that's down here, September sixth for twenty dollar. Nice. That's not too far away. Yeah, it's really not. Good lord. Yeah. Okay. Did you so, ever talk about the flames of Yavamaya and Miraculous Recovery? We did. Yes, we about did. The new art. That's. Oh, are yeah, they reprints? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Fires of Yavamaya was originally from. Um, Invasion? Uh, an invasion block, and Miraculous yeah. Recovery is from Visions. Visions. Yeah. 
Dirk had I to will, step away from the mic. Yeah, while I did. We were, we were discussing those listeners in case they're going, what the hell? I had to clean up a poopy diaper, so. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. To give you an update as to why I stepped away. I do think that Miraculous Recovery has some really sweet art. Oh, yeah, the new art is completely banging. Look at that. It's really cool. I, if I had to, to make a comment about just the, the art in all, I am loving the Greek mythology art. I think they have done a bang-up job. The Sun Titan has some really cool art. The Sun Titan is awesome. I mean, a, a, a way long time ago, back when the art direction wasn't so strict, and I'm talking like back... um Back before uh, Mirage was was printed, you would see um, artistic influences like this, you know, pop up here and there just because, and they always looked cool. But then when you know, um, then when creative kind of clamped down on the art direction for each set and said, no, 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 you got to design to the block, you got to design to the environment, you just didn't get to see that anymore. And it's really awesome to have it back. It is like yeah, that's I have classical influence. I have been a uh, a fan of uh, Greco-Roman mythology since before. I don't know. Like it, I think my fascinations as a kid went dinosaurs, mythology, astronomy, like in that order. So. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Similarly mine, for me, I've been a fan for pretty much forever. I'm pretty sure mine was dinosaurs, mythology. I could have told you all about mythology, boobs. So, <laughs> well, the boobs is sort of a given. Yeah, but I, I don't think I I didn't even stop at astrology. I just went straight to yeah astronomy heavenly bodies. <laughs> nice. So I think we should take a break right here and <laughs> and contemplate some heavenly bodies. <laughs> break out the olive oil. <laughs> jam. And we oh, lost my jam. <laughs> Excuse me. So, um, enjoy the Munsters theme. It's a slightly longer musical break than usual because you're getting the whole theme and I don't even care. So, uh, we'll be right back. Monsters. Yeah. Yay. I used to like that show. Actually, I watched the Monsters way more than I watched the Addams Family, but then the Addams Family had the movies and it's it's over now. But yeah, I think maybe you would you would end up watching the Monsters more because it would show up on um it would show up in syndication more often. I think maybe because it wasn't as dark <laughs> as the Addams Family. Because the Addams Family is kind of messed up if you stop to think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Even when I was a kid, I was like, uh, this family's really, um, hmm, not healthy. So. I, I don't know enough about the original show to, to be able to speak to that. I know that my mom complained when the movies came out. They weren't that creepy. I'm like, weren't they? She goes, no. Okay, uh, mom. I, well, hmm. <laughs> mm. Uh, mm. But I know the monsters came on Nick at night, so I would watch like it was all Fred Gwynn. I would watch Car Fifty Four, Where Are You, and then I would watch the monsters, or maybe vice versa. No. <laughs> and then I, I saw him in My Cousin Vinny, and I was like, Fred Gwynn is the greatest actor in the history of ever, and that's not true, but he was awesome. 
<laughs> I think I watched Get Smart after. Oh yeah, Get Bewitched. Smart. And uh, our listeners are like, hmm. oh, Bewitched replaced the Dare, and I don't even have time for Bewitched. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, so old versus new, uh, and we're doing Rakdos because Rakdos. What is old versus new for those that haven't been paying attention? Right, old versus new. This is where I am taking. We're taking some of the. The, the the key points, the the parts in common between the two different versions of the Ravnica guilds and comparing them to each other. So the two different legendary creatures in each one and the mechanic and what's the other thing? Oh, the guild mage. And then from there, we're just sort of going. And and we had we had, had a grand plan earlier to eventually do all ten guilds, but then we didn't have the time for it. So now we're just doing the ones we feel like whenever we yeah. get the time. Because if we if we ever finish this, people are going to be like, "What's Rakda? What what's Ravnica?" Yeah, we're going to have listeners who don't remember the, the, the Return to Ravnica block. <laughs> oh, just for that, we're doing them all. Damn it! Oh man. <laughs> so. So by so, about this time next year, we'll have seven down. About that, yeah. yeah. So, so let's uh, start with uh, what did you want to start? Let's start with the mechanic. You want to do the mechanic? We usually start with the mechanic, so we oh, should start with the mechanic. So original Rakdos. OG Rakdos had Hellbent. So Black Red is all aggressive and they're like, and they break your face and you die. So they had Hellbent where it was an ability word and the creatures or spells or whatever with Hellbent. Were there spells with Hellbent? Yeah. Yes. I thought so. Okay. When Uh, these creatures or spells or something, uh, well, when you had no cards in hand, you were Hellbent. And that made these things do something. Cackling Flames for three and a red, instant. Deals three damage to a creature or player. That's kind of expensive. But if you're hellbent, meaning this is the last card in your hand, or technically when you cast the spell, it's no longer in your hand, it deals five damage to that creature or player instead. So that's a great example of how that works. Yeah, my favorite was always Demon Fire, which was a fireball. That, yeah. No, not a fire. What is it? A uh, incinerate? A blaze. No, but what's the one with the the exile from the game? Was that Incinerate? Disintegrate. Disintegrate. There we go. So Incinerate is a freaking lightning bolt. Duh. So yeah, it was a Disintegrate. So it deals... It's X in a red. It deals X damage to a creature or player. And if a creature dealt damage this way dies, you exile it instead of putting it in the graveyard. But if you're Hellbent, then it can't be countered by spells or abilities... And the damage can't be prevented. That's a heck of a... Like, this thing became a finisher, like a force in standard because of the non-counterability thing. Yeah. Yeah. You just empty your hand and then burn them to death. And play Demon Fire. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. And then there's other things like, uh, who's not terrible? Oh, like the Pit Dragon. The Pit Dragon is actually really freaking good for, uh, it's, it's two and two red for a three, three dragon. And for red, red, it gains flying until end of turn, and it has fire breathing, so it can jump and breathe fire. And when you're hellbent, it has double strike! Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I always, um, Pretty I cool. always like the jagged poppet, which is a dissension uncommon. <laughs> um, if for one, a black and a red, it's a 3-4 ogre warrior, so, you know, 3-4 for... For three, it's not too bad. Whenever it's dealt damage, discard that many cards. If it was just that alone, you're like, all right, it's, you know, kind of a drawback creature. But it's got Hellbent, which means when you're discarding those cards, you're actually getting closer to Hellbent. Uh, and Hellbent, whenever it deals combat damage to a player, 
If you have no cards in hand, that player discards cards equal to the damage. Yeah, so that can get yeah. pretty dangerous. Yeah. And then there's um, Inf- Infernal Tutor next to it. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to point out. Right next to it well, is there you go. Uh, Infernal Tutor, which you know even shows up in some weird um, Legacy and Vintage combo decks. For a black and one, it's a sorcery. You reveal a card from your hand, search your library for a card with the same name, uh, reveal it, put it into your hand, shuffle. But in, but instead, if you have no cards in your hand, you just search for whatever you want and put it in your hand. Which is pretty good because otherwise it'd be pointless. Yeah. <laughs> but it becomes a demonic tutor. Mm-hmm. I hear those are pretty good at two mana. <laughs> so that's Hellbent. So uh, that's it, Hellbent. It wasn't terribly well received at the time because players were like, I don't, I don't want to lose the cards in my hand and it well, was decried and yeah, you know. like tournament players are are notorious for wanting value and having no cards in hand usually isn't worth the the bonus you got from Hellband. I mean, yeah, it's, it's it's just really hard to make it. It's hard to make the best decisions when you have no idea what's going to happen next. I mean, think about it. if you've got some creatures on the board, you draw a card. It's a land. You don't need to play another land. A lot of times, you're going to hold it in your hand and bluff. Combat trick, a removal spell, whatever have you, or you're at least going to attack first. But some of the, these these things, if you do that, you're actually hurting yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of tough. Yeah. Yeah. But it was still very aggressive and very yeah. very black-red, you know. Yes. Just throw out everything in your hand and you're better off for it, you know. Yeah. 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 The benefit was playing aggressively. Yes. Yeah. And that aspect of it actually carried over to New Ravnica. So yes. we have Unleash. Dirk, what's Unleash do? <laughs> Unleash. You may have this creature enter the battlefield with a plus one, plus one counter on it. It cannot block as long as it has a plus one, plus one counter on it. So you had dudes, and you could play them as normal, or you could go aggro and play them bigger and not be able to block with them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which, again, yeah. played into the flavor of all out, I'm going to smash your face. Now, be patient. What's patient? Ah, for that I'm going to hurt you. <laughs> patient is not in the vocabulary. You, uh, both Dark and, not Dark, both Mike and Chewy played Rakdos at the pre-release, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And how did it feel for you? How did it play out? It was awesome. Oh yeah, I loved it. Yeah, Un- Unleash was great, and it wasn't a liability as as much of the time as you um, might have, might have thought it was. And uh, I'm I'm pretty sure I I highlighted this when we talked about it uh, way back then at the time. But there were plenty of times where you know my my opponent had several creatures, but I would just keep playing Unleashed guys, and even though they couldn't block, my opponent wouldn't attack me because if he did, that means all of my bigger guys were going to come running at him all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. So it had and, 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 and the creatures that he would have left wouldn't be able to handle them all. <laughs> so they couldn't block, but they didn't really need to. Yeah. yeah. And I remember the, the, the Gorehouse Chainwalker, the 2-1-for-2 two, two with Unleash, and the Splatter Thug, the 2-2 two, two with First Strike First and Unleash for 3, That's were both awesome. completely stupid. <laughs> Just completely stupid. I wish I had gotten a Blood Fray Giant in one of my pools, but I never got that lucky. Blood Fray Giant is worth every penny. It is so good. I did a fair amount of drafting of this, and this guy, you take him every time. Blood Fray Giant for two and two red is a four, three, for four. Well, in this day and age, I guess you got to have something with five power. So uh, it's got Unleash, 
and trample. The ability to just go make a 5-4 with trample for 4 mana, add uncommon, ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. And if you really are that worried about it, you can still make a 4-3 for 4 with trample, so it's still really good. I mean, there is no bad way. Either way is good. Yeah. So, you know what's interesting when you compare these two mechanics side by side? Both of them have these two modes to them. Obviously with Unleashed, you see that, Leashed or Unleashed, but in the, um, in the, um, uh, the, 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 the Hellbent as well, you can choose to either play it out when you've still got cards in hand, or you can wait until you've got no cards in hand. So you kind of, you've got this question of when's the right time to do it? What's the right mode to pick? And there's mm-hmm. some choice involved for both. Unless you literally draw a hellbent card and it's the last card in your hand, you always have a choice as far as which one you want to do. And you might say you want them on your creatures unleashed most of the time. You might say I want the hellbent version most of the time, but sometimes you just want to go ahead and do it anyway. Like that, the, the burn spell I talked about, or, um, or the demon fire, sometimes, you're just gonna cast it. Yeah. So. Yeah, so the, I, what, the, the, the way you said all that was interesting. You have to choose about whether to just go ahead and play the hellbent thing right now, or wait to play the hellbent thing. The word wait makes it sound kinda weird and backwards. <laughs> when I think about it that way. When you th- yeah, because it's Rakdos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but you see what I'm getting at, where you yeah. each one has two different modes, and you kind of have to choose one. So I find it interesting that of all the mechanics that we have, of all the guilds, this one has choices. You don't usually think of Rakdos, you know, hello, welcome to the Rakdos guild. Would you like this form of torture or this form of torture? Cake of death. <laughs> or mm, delicious cake of death. What does the guild uh, represent philosophically? They are partiers. They they are in charge of the entertainment district, right? Yeah. Um, but their form of entertainment is... See, I was never really... Yeah. They get kind of icky sometimes. <laughs> I was never really into the goth girls when I was in high school. I never I never really got into that. I know some people are like, ooh. Like, um, Dark's old roommate, Nate. Um, when... when <laughs> When we were playing through uh Final Fantasy X, who's that girl that's all bound Lulu. up in this? Yeah, he was like, oh, Lulu, this is, it was like his picture of like the dream girl at the time. Uh, he married someone very different, so I'm not gonna, you know. <laughs> I was just about to ask. I was like, wait No, a no. <laughs> but, but he was, you know, he wasn't. <laughs> Jen, Jen does kind of have a sense of danger about her, but that's something else entirely. That's cause she'll kick the, oh, I can't say that. Crap yeah. out of you. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so there's some people, so, but that's kind of the almost, the, the dark, the dark exotic, you know, forbidden pleasures sort of thing that we got going on here. Why are we talking about the guild's philosophy? Like, where'd that come from? I don't know. Let's talk about its leader. Yeah. Brian just wanted to talk about hoes. Let's talk about its leader then. Who's the leader? Who's the big monster of the guild? And then so we'll go into see. the little generals. Who was the big monster? Oh, freaking Rakdos. <laughs> yeah, the big king badass. Of the oh, Rakdos. were you serious? I, I was just like, so who is it? And Chewie, did you actually forget for a second? Yeah, well, I was scrolling through and I missed him because my brain saw Rakdos the Defiler and I saw, like, I lost the, I just saw Rakdos Defiler. I'm like, I wonder what that does, but I'm looking for a legend. <laughs> <laughs> what it does is it gets Mike in trouble. Yes. Oh, man. Yes. So, Mike, you should read Rakdos, Rakdos the Defiler. Oh, uh, Rakdos the Defiler. For two red, two black, and two, 
he's a rare legendary demon. So for six mana, you get a seven six with flying and trample. And here's where it gets dangerous. Icky. Yes, yeah, here's where it gets icky. He has two triggered abilities. The first one says, whenever Rakdos the Defiler attacks, sacrifice half the non-demon permanents you control, round it up. That includes lands. Yes. But whenever Rakdos deals combat damage to a player, that player sacrifices, that player sacrifices half the non-demon permanents he or she controls, round it up. I still have not forgiven you, Mike. I know. I will never forgive you for hitting me with Rakdos. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was, and, and, and it wasn't a duel either. It was a four-player game, and I don't know what it was doing, but suddenly I was like, Rakdos, ha! And I saw Dirk was open, and I'm like, attack! So I this stuff. It's like, ha! And I made Dirk sack a bunch of stuff. And then I looked over at Chewie and Brian, and then I looked down at me and Dirk, and I was like, ooh. <laughs> Basically kneecapped yourself. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> Kneecapped him, kneecapped me, and Chewie and Brian, I think they probably looked at it and was like, Open season. Was it really down to just the two of us now? I'm pretty sure I was like, I was sitting there, I remember this now, I'm pretty sure I was sitting there going, like trying real hard not to grin, and trying real hard not to say, why are you attacking Dirk? I was just gonna, just let, let Mike do his stupid, and now, now I'm looking at Brian going, how do I kill him? Yeah, I, I, I got excited and I messed it all up. I think I might have just gone, who? I didn't have to sacrifice half my non-demon permanence. <laughs> Mike can live now. Yeah. But you know, it's a, it's a really fun story to talk about now. Now. Yeah, and yeah we look back and it's like, uh. But at the time. And everything, I'm, we laugh about it now. It's fun to bring up in conversations like, Mike, you remember that time you hit me with Rakdos? And then Mike just sort of holds his head down. It's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so th- this is one of the first demons that, uh, not the first demon, one of the first demons that ever really got Mike in trouble. <laughs> Starting the tradition. <laughs> so that's old Rakdos. Mm-hmm. He, he, he punches you in the face no matter who you are. Yeah, it's all fun and games. Care. It's all fun and games even when somebody loses an eye. In fact, it's especially, it's especially. especially when someone loses an eye. Oh, man. So, Nurectos is completely awesome. Yes, has better art and everything. Both arts are good, but this is just freaking insane. And, oh yeah, he doesn't hate you. <laughs> So, new Rakdos, Rakdos Lord of Riots, costs black, black, red, red for a 6-6 flying trample demon who's mythic and legendary. Mm-hmm. And you can't cast him unless an opponent lost life this turn. So he doesn't even get out of bed unless you've done something to impress him. Exactly. Yeah. He's like, that's, I don't... That's the only drawback. Like, oh, great, Rakdos. And they're like, eh, wuss. But come then he says... You. Do what? I was going to say, come back when you've disemboweled someone. <laughs> At least thump your brother in the ear or something. Come on, man. Work for me. I'm a demon. But then he says, creature spells you cast cost one less to cast for each one life your opponents have lost this turn. So once he likes you and you keep doing things to impress him, he really likes you. Yeah. What I think is- I was talking over the flying and trample that you mentioned earlier. Oh, and he's flying and trample. Like, I can't remember I what don't think it was. I think I cast a Lobber Crew for a single red uh, off of him. <laughs> no, wait, I used Lobber Crew to cast him. And then the next turn, I was able to cast something just stupid. Oh, and then he, he would untap the Lobber Crew because he's a multicolored spell. Awesome. Well, that's awful. 
Yeah. You had him in your sealed pool at the pre-release. Yeah, and like I said, I cast something big and stupid with him the next turn just because. I can't remember what it was, though. But it wasn't. Oh, right. oh, I think it was a Carnival Hellsteed. <laughs> nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. How thematically appropriate. I know, right? But, yeah, he's he's really crazy. He seems much more safe than his <laughs> old... I guess Rakdos was the Rakdos of the Old Testament, where, you know, he's all wrathful. <laughs> <laughs> No, well, no, but, but, but seriously, but the first one is, you know, hey, come to my party. Uh, I'm gonna require half your body to get in. But once you're here, we're gonna go beat up that guy. This guy's like, hey, everybody come to my party. I'm gonna go punch that guy in the face. And the more people he punches, the more the crowd is kinda gathering. Like, yeah, that's awesome. The more fun we'll have. Well, you see, old Rakdos, old Rakdos, he was young, he was crazy, he was in college, he threw all crazy parties, and he didn't care. Now, you see, he's gotten older, and he's got he's got this this carnival business to run, and he's much more mellow. Responsibilities, yeah. He's much more mellow. (laughs) He's in his 40s, oh my god. (laughs) I mean, I I think it's pretty obvious which one's better. It's kind of funny to just think of... Any Rakdos, either Rakdos, at the signing of the Guild Pact. They're like, do you have a pen? He's like, are you serious? He reaches over and cracks some dude open and dips I was just thinking about that. Reach down into the crowd and just pop someone's head off with his thumb real quick. Heck, if he's got any of his followers with him, they'd probably volunteer for it. Yeah. So um, he has... He has a, a general or sub-commander guy in each hey, we, version. We've skipped a step here. Oh, what's the okay. step? What's the step? We haven't, we haven't determined which one's better on either of these. I mean, Ragnos, it's kind of obvious. Okay. Right, right. The Order Riots oh, is better. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, because it doesn't hate you. It costs less. Yes, you may not be able to cast it right away, but you all you have to do is deal damage. You're in black and red. You figure it out. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, but you want to talk about which mechanic is better? I think that's kind of obvious, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like some of the applications of Hellbent as far as specific cards that they did, like Nihilistic Glee, like, um, Infernal Tutor, but just as a whole. I mean, Unleashed allow, gives you a little more versatility. It can be the first thing you can play. You can literally play all Unleashed guys. Having all Hellbent things is a bit awkward because they're overpriced on the front end. Um, and it's not until it's the last card in your hand that it's really any good. So, yeah. Hellbent, I mean, Unleashed. The, the great thing about Hellbent is the word itself you still hear used to mean no cards yeah. in hand. And, and it's not just us. Yes. I've heard other people say it. And I'm like, yay! Are you Hellbent? Yes, I'm Hellbent. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely stuck through much like the shards are still used for yep. for mm. those color pies. Uh, the the guilds are still used. Hellbent has stayed. Um, you don't refer to every creature with a plus one plus one. Oh, is that thing unleashed? No. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, partially because that, you know, would imply that it can't block. Exactly. Yeah. Judge, he said it was unleashed. <laughs> okay, so now subcommander. Okay, person. so now this, uh, the secondary guy. So, so in so the original Ravnica block, it was Lizolda, yeah. the Blood Witch. Yeah. The one in black and a red. She's a human cleric. A 3-1. So 
Again, aggressive. Pay two. Sacrifice a creature. Result of the Blood Witch deals two damage to target creature or player. If the sacrificed creature was red, draw a card if the sacrificed creature was black. So obviously sack a black-red creature, you shock something, and you draw a card. Uh, but you also, you know, if, if you've got one or the other, then you sacrifice the appropriate thing for the appropriate response. Um, is it Goblin Arsonist that deals one damage when it dies? Yes. Yeah, there's sure. a bunch of things that do that. So you can do it, it all sorts of combo-licious. Uh, was it Chewy that had the Lizolda Savra deck? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Back before there was an easy way to have a black, red, green uh, mana base, damn it. <laughs> so it's just pretty cool. I think I still have that deck put together somewhere. Really? I haven't seen it in forever. Well, I don't. I haven't played Magic in forever. <laughs> well, I mean like extra forever. Oh, yeah. You have to play it next time. Probably because it's bad. (laughs) You must play it and lose then. (laughs) Um, So she's pretty good. I mean, she's she's a three power for three, so she's aggressive and she's a sack outlet. You can you can sacrifice her to her own effect if you want. So heck, if you've got something like a um, debtor's knell, you can just go end of turn sacker sacker shock something, draw a card, keep going. You know, so woohoo, seems pretty good. Black and red are all about losing their own dudes. You know, they don't care. So, and then if you read the book, you know, spoiler alert, since it's been like seven years, she dies. In fact, what happens is she's got a mind connection with Rakdos. Rakdos is tearing up the city. Rakdos gets wounded, and she literally falls to her knees, at a, it, surrounded by, you know, Rakdos followers. And when you drop to your knees, everybody around you... Beats you to death. That's literally a symbol in the guild. Oh, they're down. Kill them. So she got beaten to death. Um, so we've got a new blood witch that's not beaten to death yet. 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 Until she falls to her knees. Hey, Derek, you should read Exava. You haven't said anything in a while. Exava. Rakdos blood witch. For two, a black and a red. Is a uh, She is a 3-3 three, three human cleric that's rare. Has first strike and haste and unleash... And each other creature you control with a plus one plus one counter on it has haste. Hmm. I'm still hearing lots and lots of rumors of like this thing into Colonian Hydra sort of crazy Jun shenanigans sort of stuff. But I haven't played competitively in a little while, so I don't know. Is that something people are doing, Chewy? You're on Monday Night Magic. I doubt it. I'm sure someone did it. Yeah, I'm sure someone did, but they're not finishing highly at like a Star City opener of GP. Gotcha. <laughs> But Exaba is Exaba's she, really good. Yes, she's got a lot of potential for breaking open heads. Lots of heads. Yeah, unleashed, you know, four first strike power for four mana. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a whole lot. That can immediately punch somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And then she makes all of the other guys with plus one plus one counters on them better. That not only helps unleashed, uh, I mean, obvious is obvious, but then everything else that has a plus one plus one counter on it. For yeah. whatever reason. Untold so, hundreds of other cards. So I like the fact that it plays well in its guild, but it also enables all this other sort of Johnny-tastic stuff. What's well, not terribly Johnny. Well, it's not. I mean, you know, it gives them haste. It's more like Timmy's happier. It's just because he can punch things a turn sooner. Yeah. <laughs> but it <laughs> plays well in the guild and out of the guild. Right. Right. Lazolda, she doesn't exactly work against Hellbent because... You know, if you have nothing and you'd want to, and you want to try to draw another card to see if it's a hellbent card, she'll help, but she also does work against other hellbent 
cars a little bit. She's weird. She's also, of the two, if we're comparing them, she's much more into her guild. If you're not black and red, I'm just going to sack it, and I'm not going to get anything out of it. Yeah. But, I mean, sacking a uh, a black creature to draw a card is good, and sacking a red creature to shock something is good. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, getting greedy... Sacking, sacking a green creature to do nothing is not so much good. Not so much good, no. Yeah. No, I'm just saying that she doesn't play as nicely with things that are necessarily oh, out completely of the out of the guild. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Where, I would I would be happy to play her in a mono black deck with a, a tiny red splash for her, you know, and it'd be fine. Sure. Yeah, I get that. Whereas Exava, you could throw her in a blue white deck if you found some way to cast her, and that would also be fine, <laughs> so long as you've got plus one plus one counters going on. Right. Otherwise, it's kind of weird. What's this card doing in this deck? Ah, I have that. <laughs> so, I have that moment from time to time. What on earth? But they're they're both narrow in their own way. Like Exama yeah. is completely dumb in it without other plus one plus one counters around. Right. And um Lazold is completely dumb without, you know, black and or red creatures. I mean, she's still got herself, but then for five mana, shock something and draw a card is kind of yeah, without any other without any support for that. It's yeah. Kind of off. Not good. I, I don't know. I, I think I would give the nod personally to Exava in this instance, just because. Well, yeah. I don't, because I think she's just well, she's the better she, creature without any interactions with anything. She's just the better yeah. creature. I guess that's what I'll give it for. Because either one is either terrible in the under the right circumstances or awesome in the right <laughs> circumstances. I don't think there's any situation where Exava is outright terrible. Uh. You then don't draw any creatures. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I have four four with first strike. Who's attacking? Okay, so this is why Exava gets it. Yeah. 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 Looks like it's a it's a new recto sweep. But there's one more little thing to point out, and that's the guild mages. The uh, guild mages. So who's the old guild mage? The old guild mage is awesome. Because the old guild mage is recto's guild mage, and for two black red hybrids. He's a 2-2 uncommon zombie shaman. Zombie shaman uncommon. Whoa. <laughs> and uh, his two abilities are for a black and three and discard a card, target creature gets a minus two, minus two until end of turn. That's which good. Is really useful. Yeah. yeah. And for a red and three, put a 2-1 red goblin creature token with haste onto the battlefield, exile it at end of turn. That's really good. Which is also useful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, both of those are really good. Mm-hmm. And you get, correct me if I'm wrong, but you can time that second ability, uh, when it's at, at the end of your turn before your cleanup, but after the end of turn triggers, you can go ahead and make a token, they'll stick around until the end, the next end of turn step, is that right? Yeah, you can make some dudes during your opponent's, um, end step, and they'll, they'll still be around, um. Gotcha. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. The ability to just throw around minus two, minus two like that, even, you know, discarding a card, but then it helps set up Hellbent, that's really strong. To just yeah. point and click, bang, you're dead. Yeah, or, hey, look, I drew this 17th land I don't need. Let me disfigure your whatever over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, you know, hey, this card is something I normally find useful, but I really like it a lot better as a kill spell right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Options. Rakdos. The guild that gives you options. Yeah, it's kind of trippy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like evil Santa Claus. Whoa. Each, each one comes with an instruction manual. An <laughs> evil instruction manual. <laughs> it, you get paper cuts. 
<laughs> I say everything's in the wrong order. <laughs> it's got those. It, it goes from and there's step, still mis- instructions it, missing. It goes from step twenty to step thirty-two. <laughs> And it's so, always you can't find the language you need. Yeah, it it, it doesn't have that page of uh, safety precautions in the back. <laughs> it lists parts A through F, and then the very first step is find part H. Uh, yeah, and then you then you start throwing F's around. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so Rekko's Mage is awesome. Yeah, and the new one, Rick's Rick's Mat Mat Madi Madi. Madi, Rick's Madi Guildmage for a black and a red. Once again, like all the other new ones, hard multicolor, not hybrid. Black and red, two two. Human shaman, human shaman, not a zombie. Uh, uh, pay a black and a red. Target blocking creature gets minus one, minus one until in a turn. Pay a black and a red. Target player who lost life this turn loses one life. Mm. I mean, those are good. That first one makes combat really screwy. Um, I think I might give the nod to the original guild mage though, just because I think those abilities are a little stronger. They're a little more expensive to be sure, but they're not as restrictive. Um, and that first ability, yes, it does make common math difficult, but you can kind of see it coming and you can kind of still try and set yourself up in a position where you don't get blown out by it if you're the defending player. And it, it only works for blocking, whereas, which is definitely relevant for, um, you know, you've got Unleashed guys, so you're going to be attacking in theory all the time. Uh, the uh, original one, that minus two, minus two, is more versatile because it's just you, minus two, minus two. I don't care if you're attacking, blocking, sitting at home, reading to your grandmother, you're getting minus two, minus two. Damn! <laughs> Because he's right. evil. Because he's evil. <laughs> so, and then that second ability, you know, loses one life. I mean, that's great, but and it's a great way to use mana you weren't going to use anyway. But it's not the sort of ability you really want to hold up mana for unless you're so close to burning them out anyway. So I, I, I would probably give the nod to the original one. Yes, I think the original one. Unlike the the new one, the original one can actually uh, make blockers. So if it comes down to you've got the Rakdos Guild Mage, and you're waiting for a creature to 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 find a creature uh, to play, the Guild Mage can at least put play something, assuming you have the mana to throw in the way until you get that creature. That's definitely true. Yeah. Whereas the new one, you're down to it. You better, I mean, you can try and kill their creatures, but I mean, if it's a big creature, you're out of luck. And that's only if they block it too. You're, you're, you know, they've got the win on the board, and you're like, alright, I'm gonna attack my 2-2, and then be like, um, <laughs> no blocks. I totally won't block with that thing I need to kill you with next turn that you can kill when I block with it. Now the two of them together would be a wonderful combination. Yeah. Make an expendable guy. Attack with it. Do you block? Ooh, I like that. <laughs> the thing I like most about the the uh, Rakdos Guildmage is that by itself, it can break a stall. Yes. Yeah. And the Rick's Mighty Guildmage does not a whole lot for you if you're sitting in a board stall going, Ugh! which seems yeah. to happen a lot in multiplayer games, which is why that's important to me. And, and sooner or later, somebody's going to break the stall and... This is much worse if you're even slightly behind. 
it's it's like a, a bathroom at a, a sports bar. Sooner or later, someone's gonna break the stall. <laughs> how long did it take you? How, how long were you, have you been waiting to use that? Uh, no, as soon as you said someone's gonna break the stall, I I flashed back to going to to Hooters with some old coworkers this week uh, last weekend. And I was like, someone That's broke the stall while we were there. About actually, that I don't want to know. <laughs> if you're local, go to the Hooters in Greensboro, not the one in Winston. That's what everyone keeps telling me, and it seems to be true. Actually, don't go to Hooters at all because their food's kind of terrible. <laughs> I don't know if people go for the food, but it's a know. restaurant. I mean, come on, be decent human beings. You have the internet if you want to just gawk at girls. <laughs> or there are places where you can go to Gawkin Girls and they encourage it. <laughs> Once again, no longer it's in Greek mythology, so... Uh, anyway. So, that does it. So, man, uh, Return to Ravnica almost completely sweet, but um, good old Guildmage pulled it out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, so, it's, it's, it's a difficult choice for me between the two Guildmages, but... You know, because even when you compare, um, the the first ability for each does a very similar thing, and the second ability for each kind of does a similar thing. But yeah, the the original Rakdos Guild Mage just gives you so much more freedom to 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 use them as you see fit. Freedom, freedom. That's, That's one of the things that Rakdos is all about. <laughs> That's true. Unless well, William, William Wallace is just partying down in the Rakdos Club. He's like freedom. They put him on the rack, though, and he was like, flashback, oh no! <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Aww. Uh, so what about, as we usually do, what about the other stuff in the, in the, the guild that had nothing to do with the, what we've already talked about? My, like, one of my favoritest cards ever from the original Rakdos is the X-Bitter. Oh man, yes. the X-Bitter. I just love this guy. For one, a black and a red, he's a 1-1 thrall. And he taps to deal one damage to target creature, and that creature's controller loses one life. Nice and simple. It's just so much fun. Very clean. Just, I'm going to ping your guy and work toward, you know, the ultimate result of killing you. But it's also easy to justify in multiplayer because, hey, look, I killed your guy, and, you know, that doesn't necessarily make people happy, but... You know, it was gonna kill me, so I killed it, and you took some damage. Sorry, bro. Here's some go. Uh, no, here's some pain. <laughs> it uh, is definitely something that helps speed up the game. Yes, yes. <laughs> so anything that helps move things toward the final, you know, death is good. Yeah, even if you're not killing any creatures, just like ping you. It's the same same reason that I like the uh, new mana elf guy. The um, yes. Yeah. Wait, what's yes? What new mana elf guy? The Zertar Druid. Oh, the Zertar Druid. Oh, okay, yeah. right, right, right. Get a green, and you lose a life. Yeah. So, um... I also really like Wrecking Ball, which is another one of those... Have they really never printed this before? Mm-hmm. For two, a black and a red, instant, destroy target creature or land. Yep. That's, like, I have these... Uh, there's one in every EDH deck that I can that can cast it, that I have, because mm-hmm. it's... It's a blow up a creature and blow up a land and blow up a land is important in EDH. So yeah, it's just one of those spells that's so good that I always have it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I always liked playing with uh, Rick's Mahdi Dungeon Palace because it has that it has that ability that you know you find on Lily on the Veil right now. You can just make everyone discard a card. Yeah, and it's on a land. Yeah. Does it have any timing restrictions? Yeah. Um, only sorcery. Yeah. 
One of the cards that I find interesting from the original set is the Rakdos Augur Mage, kind of for its history, where this was actually an Invitational Winner's card. And when you think of Invitational Winner's cards, you think of things like, you know, Void Mage Prodigy, Shadow Mage Infiltrator, these sorts of things. Snapcaster Mage, yeah. So, really, really good cards. The Rakdos Augur Mage was supposed to, was going to be a mono black card, but then they figured they were going to fit the design into the Rakdos Guild because they were building it for the set. Um, it's a 3-2 first striker for two black and a red human wizard. Tap. Reveal your hand and discard a card of target opponent's choice. Then that player reveals his or her hand and discards a card of your choice. Play this ability only in time you can play a sorcery. And I think that's pretty close to what he's the the player submitted originally. Who was this? Um, Does anybody remember? I don't Gosh, remember. I cannot remember. It was a Japanese player. I yeah. I or or Asian. I I don't I don't really remember honestly. <laughs> I, I I'm not trying to sound bad. I just I don't remember. Um, I'll look it up while you guys discuss. But the issue with what they did here is, first of all, it costs a mana more than what he submitted, so it's not quite. On it costs a little more, and second of all, by making it a three-two with first strike, it kind of it, it's like what's the role of this supposed to be? Is it supposed to be a control card? Is it an aggressive card? So yeah, it's a three-two with first strike, and the activated ability has a sorcery speed restriction. Yeah, so people, I, this card never really went anywhere. No, it never really saw any competitive play. I haven't really heard of a whole lot of players using it in casual because that's so could you imagine tapping this in edh unless you've got like nothing in hand they're gonna be like wow look at all this awesome stuff i can have you discard so you can certainly get around the drawback of it don't get me wrong but um this is uh i don't know it just never really took off what do you think mike um well yeah i I agree never really took off I, i think i saw back at the time i saw one person around the card shop who had put it in a deck and I really don't remember that deck doing very much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't even all that excited about it when it was yeah. Ooh, ooh, I found it. It's Terry So. That's right. Terry So. And his original was a zombie wizard for black black that was a two two that did not tap and did essentially this. Did just at the beginning of your upkeep or no, it's, a, it's zero and reveal your hand. Zero? Yeah. Could you use it more than once a turn? It does not say. Okay. Oh, it says and only once each turn. There it is. It's the very last thing. Okay, because I'm like, all right, let's just both, you know, dump our hands. <laughs> oh, and by the way, I had uh, I had one more card in hand than you, so you pick the card I get to keep. Still, that's that's really powerful, his original design. <laughs> yeah. So instead, you actually have to choose, and I guess that's what more diehard players are like, oh, I don't want to choose. I want to, you know. And the funny thing is, if if the card was being designed today, you know, someone in R&D would just say, why not both? Or give it vigilance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's in red. <laughs> yeah, red has vigilance, eternal warrior, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, sure. Bulls, bulls, so that's just, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just want to make sure I talk about that card because that, when you talk about Rakdos in my mind, there's always that guy that's just kind of hanging out going, I could do so much, but everyone hates me. Why do I have goggles? So he doesn't get brains in his eyes. Duh. I guess. <laughs> okay. So what else, what else we got? It's awesome. Hell, hellhole rats. I love them. They're hell. rats from a hellhole. 
It's like um, <laughs> so everybody knows um, not relentless rats. What's the what's the rats that you discard a card when it comes in? Ravenous rats. Uh, ravenous rats, and that's pretty cool. But you know. This is like the big brother to, to Ravenous Rats. It's Hellhole Rats. For two and a black and a red, it's a 2-2 rat. And it's got haste, so it attacks right away. And you're like, what? What does that have to do with anything? And then when it enters the battlefield, target player discards a card. Hellhole Rats deals damage to that player equal to that card's converted mana cost. Yeah, I was all about some Hellhole Rats back oh. in the day. I can't remember what sort of deck I built. But it had four hellhole rats in it, and I wanted. Oh, and it had the oh that the ogre, who they reveal a card and take damage, lose life equal to its casting cost. Yeah, oh, fire yeah. mind ogre. Fire, yeah. Is that right? Doesn't sound something like that. I think I, something like that. Yeah. I remember the word siege in there somewhere. Even the fact that it's just a two-two for haste, you might think for four two-two isn't that big, but especially in limited, the ability to just go that, and plus they're about to take some damage. The fact that it costs four, you might hit something that's you know they they've been building toward that's pretty big, and you know they lose it, so it's gone. Yeah, you could tap the Rakdos Argo Mage and keep something big in their hand, make them discard that one land. I don't know. <laughs> I think when they see the hellhole rats waiting in your hand, they might um, <laughs> land there. Not if you've got two. <laughs> That's right. Uh, let's see. I mean, I could talk about several other cards here. I always, always, always tried to shoot. Where is it? I should. That was not enough. Always is. Uh, I always tried to make dread slag a good card, and I could never make it work. Good luck with oh. that. It looks like it should be, doesn't it? But it's not, yeah. Oh, it's Singe Mind Ogre. That's him. Okay. Not Siege. But yeah, the, uh, what was that guy you were just talking about? Damn it. Dreadslag. Dreadslag. They, they did it again. Well, no, they didn't. They did something completely different. No, Nixithid looks at your opponent. Right, yeah, and he's, he's really good though. <laughs> yeah, he's actually. Really... I'm trying to think. I was thinking of Death Shadow. They're like, they did it again where something makes something smaller and it makes it stupid, but. That was that one is actually usable, <laughs> yeah. and goes great with some things. It's bad uh, when your opponent can go <laughs> sign in blood. You kill your dude. Aww. <laughs> yeah, man, howling mine is the worst thing ever for me right now. Um, Crypt Champion saw some play with some weird like combo ish things for three and a black. It's a two two double striking zombie. Double striking zombie is always fun. Um, and it was part of a cycle of creatures that um, were sacrificed unless you paid the other mana type of that guild. So, for example, he says, when he enters the battlefield, sacrifice it unless red was spent to play it. But whether you did or not, you still get his other effect. When it enters the battlefield, each player puts a creature card with converted mana cost three or less from his or her graveyard onto the battlefield. And that enabled some crazy shenanigan type things. You obviously can't return another Crypt Champion because it costs too much, but... Yeah. yeah. It's another one I always wanted to make work, and it it didn't do so much for me, but he did see, as Brian said, some sort of play. Yeah. And the fact that he's got Double Strike, you're just kind of like, huh, because... Double Strike, yeah. And this was before Double Strike was really showing up on a lot of stuff. Yeah, it was still pretty infrequent. 
Yeah. It's not like now where you can go to the corner store, get something with double strike, <laughs> bottle of milk. Yeah, the the one card that hasn't been mentioned yet that I do want to talk about from original Rakdos was uh, uh the kill suit cultist. <laughs> and he he was a creature where it really I really was sad because of how much um his his power level suffered with with uh, with the reversion of the um of the combat damage rolls. Because Killsuit Cultist is a 1-1 Goblin Berserker for one red. He's a common. He attacks each turn of Fable, and he has an ability to pay a black and sacrifice him. The next time damage would be dealt to target creature this turn, destroy that creature instead. Yeah. So he could uh, uh, assign his damage, and then in, un, under, under the old, under the previous version of the rules, he could assign his damage, then sacrifice himself, and and that creature would end up dying when it when the blocker would end up dying when it got dealt that damage. But that doesn't work no more. Yeah, not anymore. So I love that card. I I played that card in standard. I love Kills of Cultist. He's but now it's not kill. But yeah. <laughs> but now it's not good enough to put in my decks and that makes me sad. Well, we can't all be good. Yeah. Yeah. Was that I think that was I think that was everything I wanted to mention. That's everything I wanted to mention. Scrolling. Mm-hmm. Eric, you got anything? No, you guys pretty much covered everything. <clears throat> Scrolling, no. Oh, 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 I always love the hit of hit and run. So Shit. awesome. It, it's kind of like the burn of turn and burn that you have a spell that you can just say, I cast hit. <laughs> I, I hit you. So target <laughs> player sacrifices an artifact or creature. Hit deals damage to that player equal to that permanence converted mana cost, and it was an instant for one, a black, and a red. Mm-hmm. And when you manage to make that work for more than, say, two, oh, it was a glorious day. Oh, yeah. I remember I hit someone for five once, and they just looked at, really? I was like, sack it? <laughs> <laughs> really? Yes, go ahead. I remember turning up a hit and run to my dark confidant one time. Oh, that's only, what, eight? That's a lot. Ugh. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it as far as uh, spells. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. new Rakdos. See, all this stuff just feels so new to me. I don't, you know, we've been playing with it a lot more. Obviously, Dreadbore is still awesome, and the fact that it can kill a Planeswalker only just matters more and more as they release more and more Planeswalkers. The ability to go, uh, uh yeah, kill that thing. Yeah, the 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 three cards in New Rakdos that are definitely my jam. Um, I love them. The the moment I saw them were Dreadbore, Rakdos' Return, and Slaughter Games. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't all three of those in your deck? (laughs) For some reason, Rakdos' Return is not, and I need to fix that because there were definitely some times where I wish I had a, a discard spell of some sort. And it's an awesome discard spell. Yeah, that also deals damage with all the. Millions of swamps that I have lying around when I can't yeah. find a corrupt. Damn it! <laughs> so maybe it can maybe it can be the fifth corrupt. That'd it can be, cool. be the fifth direct damage spell. There you go. Yeah. And then there's a uh, yeah. I like Havoc Festival, and it kind of <laughs> reminds me of Reign of Gore. If we're still tying, <laughs> if we're if we're still tying the two together, where Reign of Gore was an enchantment in the original Ravnica block that said, you know, players can't gain life. Actually, if a player would gain life, they lose that much life instead. So uh, if if in a what did it say exactly? 
it was kind of convoluted in a way that makes it not work sometimes. They had to make it work so it wasn't as like build around me. It was more just punishing. Uh, but this is the Havoc Festival. A spell or ability would cause its controller to gain life. That player loses that much life. So you can't, I can't like make Mike gain some life to burn him. Yeah. Um, Havoc Festival is the newer players can't gain life. And then it's got, you know, an additional everybody loses life sort of thing. But it, I like how it's carrying forward that same theme, that same feeling. No life gain. Period. Everybody, you know, everybody's just in it. We're going to finish this party. It's happening. <laughs> I always like the showstopper just for the name. The card itself is kind of card. Ugh. It's kind of weird, but it's it's a great name. <laughs> Sire of Insanity was going to flip everything around, and I don't know that that's been the case. People still play him as a one of or two of. I, it's still really good, don't get me wrong. I just don't think it has warped the metagame. Yeah, yeah, that didn't happen. Yeah. Hellhole Flailer and Rakdos Ragemutt are both ridiculous and limited. The Flailer did see some standard play just because for a while there. And I was uh, so pissed that it didn't stay in like the, the Blood Artist builds of decks. Yeah, I mean it's really good, but... Uh, it has, it fills a certain niche, and if that niche isn't good anymore. The Rage Mutt has never been good in standard, but it's just so good in limited. It's so good because lifelink on any sizable creature, think about like that rock, the rock's faith mender or whatever, the, mm-hmm. yeah, this has it built in, and it's got haste, so it's a, it's a tempo, and it swings combat math, and it, it, it does all sorts of great things. So. Hmm. When you were saying Rock's Faith Mender, did you mean Stonehorn Dignitary? That is probably what I meant. Okay. <laughs> no, All wait, not Stonehorn Dignitary, damn it. it All it? rhinos look alike. Yeah. That's right. Crown Ceratok. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's super racist. <laughs> He's not even sentient. Was the original Rock's sentient? It didn't look sentient in the original art. The original, the original Rock's wasn't a rhino. <laughs> well, there you go. And then they gave it a little suit of armor and a club, and they were like, look, it's a rock. So everyone was like, shut up. Anyway. I... Uh, yeah, yeah, the new Rakdos has lots of stuff that's, like, usable, but it's nothing interesting. I guess... It, it's so hard. straightforward. It, this stuff is so balls-to-the-wall aggressive, it's kind of like, I get what it does. You look at it, you attack with it. That's what you do. It's not difficult to understand. Yeah. Like, Cryptborn Horror, for some reason, I don't think I've put one in my Kerbeck deck yet, and that's that's my bad. But once I do that, then, you know, he'll be awesome. Where he enters the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters on it, where X is the total life lost by your opponents this turn, and that deck can deal out some damage. Uh, especially with multiple opponents, so and it's it's got trample and it costs three, so you know that's pretty awesome. I always wanted Master of Cruelties to be good, but I just look at it and I'm like, I don't know, man. <laughs> no, it's it. It was always one of those cards that requires a lot of work. I, I I was surprised people got as excited about it in a serious way as they did when it was first revealed. It's like I don't know, man. That's a lot of work. <laughs> and this is me talking. Yeah, and Mike is not afraid of a lot of work. <laughs> Anti right, Rack goes. Oh, too soon. <laughs> too soon. Uh, 
yeah, I'm, I'm still looking for something here worth talking about. Like, again, as Brian said, they're all pretty, they're all pretty basic. I mean, even Rakdos Charm is, is, let's see, it's Graveyard Hate, or it's a Shatter, or it's, uh, it's damage, essentially. I don't, it, it could be a lot of damage, it could be just a little bit of damage. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Every time I see Rectos Ringleader for a second, I think it's a card from original Ramnica block. Just something about the numbers and the weird text box. Hmm. You see what I mean, sort of? No, actually, I don't see what's weird about the text box. Well, I mean, just the the the, the cost compared to the power and toughness, and then all the just, oh, and then the odd. a bunch of random nonsense in the text box. Yeah, it is a three-one for six. <laughs> <laughs> Oh well. So, I guess that's pretty much that for the arachnosing around. Yay, we got another one off the list. Hell yeah! So that's three down. Seven to go. Is it really only three? <laughs> yes. Golly. Yeah, we did Golgari because we, and we did what was the first Selesnia. one? Selesnia. Selesnia. Now we got Yeah, we're awesome. Slowly but surely. Mostly slowly. So, do we have some, uh, like, we're good, right? Yeah, we're good. So, yeah, we're good. new Ragdos wins, for obvious reasons. Do we have some, uh, final thoughts, Mike? Final thoughts? Um, um I'm glad that I picked Ragdos for the Ravnica pre-release, and... And Dragon's Maze, I think, right? Oh, yeah, for the first Dragon's Maze I did. For the second one, I picked Amir, and that was cool, too, but, um... Yeah, it, it wasn't as good in Dragon's Maze because it was uh, a slower game. But whatever, it was still fun. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of, there's just a lot of good and fun and, and useful stuff in, in this color combination. Cause you have removal and direct damage and pretty good creatures. And that's usually what people are looking for when they want to sit down and play a game of magic. So, <laughs> I, at, at least the way I see things. So it, uh, red and black has a combination that has a lot to offer. And the character, that the Rakdos Guild brings with it is kind of it's kind of weird in some places and kind of stupid in some places, but it's also nice and, and fun in most places. Woot? Yeah. Woot. So, let's see. Brian has something prepared, so how about you, Zerk? <laughs> okay. So, uh, at school, one of the guys I work with, he was cleaning out his closet, and he's like, yeah, I have to get rid of my old magic stuff. So, he said, uh, I'll give it to you, all my stuff for... For 50 bucks. Alright, so I'm gonna ask you guys to tell me if this was worth 50 bucks. Oh god. Okay. Oh my, is this gonna make us feel bad? Like bad for this person? No, you, you just tell me if this was worth it. Okay. Uh, here's some of the cards. The Rack. Mm -hmm. Dark Ritual. There Mm -hmm. are multiple of these. Uncle Isvan. (laughs) Wall of Bone. Terror. Tranquil Domain. Fireball. Mana Vault, Ooh. Tsunami, Solfatara, Solfatara, Chaos Charm, Tremor, Song of Blood, Hulking Cyclops, <laughs> um, Fantastical Fever, Dragon Whelp. All of these, by the way, have either Mirage, Vintage, or, or whatever the V symbol is, or have no <laughs> marking on them at all, or have uh, the, the uh, Ice Age symbols. Okay. Uh, lightning bolt. Where was Phyrexian Walker? <laughs> uh, Impulse. Ooh. Knights of Mist. Twiddle. <laughs> Sorry. F- 
Phantom Monster, Fear, Throne of Bone. So I'm guessing you didn't do much pre-sorting of these because you're yeah. just throwing a bunch of commons and uncommons at us and then Mana Vault and Tsunami. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, i am just been going through and pulling them out of sleeves and, and everything, but there was a couple in here that we had mentioned on the show. Hypnotic Spectre. Cool. Singular Bats. Yeah. Uh, I saw Kurt Apes at one point and thought it was funny. Gaia's Liege. Where was... It was, uh, what was the black card that we had talked about before? It starts with a T. Oh, yeah, this, that narrows it down. Um, uh, I have to sort of, but yeah, I've, some of the stuff in here, whenever I saw the, the mana vault, I was like, <gasps> it's pretty good. Yeah, the problem is, none of it's really, I don't think you ran away me. with it. Yeah. I don't, think, I don't think you ripped them off, which is good. I was afraid <laughs> if you were going to say something crazy, I'd be like, oh, dude, this poor guy. You yeah, know. like, you think this is worth it? Terror, Dark Ritual, Mana Vault, Mux Jet. Whoa, what What was that last one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, when you started listing off the name of a bunch of commons, I was, I was thinking, I was either wondering, like, where's the joke, or what's he building up to, or no, he really hasn't gone through these at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't really gone through. I, like, I was gonna go look up some uh, up on the internet at some point, but uh-huh. yeah, I was. Oh, him to Turok. That's what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, from the vault. So, <laughs> so yeah, I've got a bunch of stuff that I just sort of started going through, and I, like I said, I, I saw a few and held my breath. Uh, but that's some of the older ones. Some of the other ones that were in here that were a little bit newer. That I saw, uh, Tezzeret. Ooh. Ooh. Which one? Which one? Which one? Uh, uh, Agent of Bolas. Okay, that's pretty uh-huh. cool. Mind, uh, Mind Rack Liege. Uh-huh. Oh, was that the blue red guy? Yeah. 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 yeah okay. Zombie Apocalypse. <laughs> uh, Molten Tail Manticore. Mm. Okay. Oh, that's, that's an uh, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's from, uh, Scars. And, Markov Blade Master, Righteousness, Glorious Anthem, Magnivore. Yeah, these things are all over. We mentioned it. Rocks. (laughs) (laughs) Is it it a little? Is it a creature-looking thing, like a beast-looking thing, or is it? Yes, he is a beast. He looks like he's. He doesn't even look like a rhino because I don't. No, he does have a, a one horn on his nose, but he actually has horns all over his body. So he is like. He looks like he's like a bull bull rhino. Okay. He has two so, things popping out of his head where like a bull would be. Yes, that's bull. the original rocks arc. Yeah, so you can make the argument that they actually repurposed rocks. They're like, uh, we need another sentient race. Uh, how about rhinos? Yeah, those are good. <laughs> what about rocks? Was that thing a rhino? I don't know. Sure, you know. Just like new slivers. Oh! <laughs> uh, Garrick Wildspeaker. Really? Yeah. Foil version that's got the little uh, game controller on it, so. Oh, that's from. That came out of one of those. uh, That PlayStation sort of. Yeah, something of that sort. But yeah. That was the the Xbox one, I think. Yeah, that was the Xbox one. Because I have that one. Yeah. Okay, so like between that, um, like between those, uh, Garricks that you mentioned, and the Tezzeret and the Manavolt, just the bulk of the other stuff, it was probably even. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some things in there that you haven't 
uh, noticed. That I, that I look at and was like, that, eh. that, that one of us would, yeah. Is there a lot there that you didn't mention? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, if someone's cleaning out his closet and, un- and takes 50 bucks, yeah, there's, there's gonna be a pretty big pile of yeah, stuff. Yeah, there's That's at least figured. probably 30, 40 rares here. There's a bunch of, there's a bunch of foil rares and the stack of the, the stuff that doesn't even have the rarity symbols on them. Like again, uh, the wall of bone has no symbol on it at all. So it's one of the older ones and that stack's probably a good, without the lands in it, that stack is probably a good, 50, 60 cards. So not bad. Cool. Well, hopefully everybody got a good deal. Well, I think I did. (laughs) But yeah, that was the sort of the exciting thing that happened with me. We went back to school, uh, had our teacher work days this week. So yeah, getting ready for the kiddos. Word? And I have to organize all this stuff and put it away. This is messed up. I feel like I didn't even get a summer break. I couldn't. I couldn't do That's that with because Australia. you didn't. You're a grown dang up. it, man. You are a grown ass man. Grown ass men <laughs> suck. We really. That's are. what I hear. <laughs> well, how about you, Brian? What you got? All right. Um, so does everyone remember their assignment? You know, I hope nobody was thinking about Ravnica or anything. Um, I need a legendary creature. The legend, legendary creature that best represents Nick Fury. I was wondering about maybe. And of, of course I'm thinking about this in the, in the context of the Avengers. Uh, not necessarily, I, I don't really know the comic version terribly well, but I was thinking something maybe like Captain Sisse, because what does he do? Ah. He go gets more Avengers. So. Go gets is a verb now. So does anybody have any, any other thoughts on that? Um, yeah, the Captain Sisse idea sounds pretty good. Yeah, that's really good. And they're both was- black! What? They are both oh. African American, <laughs> not the color, not the color. They this are both African American. African American. She is neither African nor American. Well, you she know what I meant. From, uh, but but she's she, but, Yeah. But but, Dirk, <laughs> but but Mike sounded like he was like, but no, I could have heard it in his like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got me with that. Okay. All right. So that. So I guess. Well, I guess I answered that one. The harder one is. What legendary creature best represents Batman? Uncle Isvin. Oh. <laughs> Isvin a legendary creature? No. <laughs> I don't know, is he? I don't know. You're, no. you're looking at he's one, does he human. say legendary? No, it, it, he's, he doesn't have any symbols on Creature, him. human, prevent all damage oh. dealt to Uncle Isvin by creatures. Lame. He's not even an uncle anymore, and that suck. He's just a human. He doesn't even have a job. <laughs> he's, not, he's not a warrior or a berserker or a hermit or a shaman. He's just a human. Yeah, he's not even a hermit. Wow. But no, thank you, Dirk. I mean, um, in terms of the gadgetry and everything, um, uh, Mishra, Artificer Prodigy came to mind. I was thinking of something. Well, my brain went to the Dark Knight. So the okay. only legendary knights that are black are Hakan, Stromgold, Scourge, and Isan Shade. So maybe not. Is Korlash not a knight? Or is he a warrior? Yeah, Korlash is... Well, he's not on here, so I'm guessing he's not a knight. Well, yeah, of course. Oh, and add an Oaken Shield. But never mind. Mm. <laughs> hmm. Mm. Who does stuff... 
Hmm. Like, okay, what are the various aspects of Batman? There's the whole detective thing. Yeah, yeah. That's something to focus on. There's the gadgets thing. That's something to focus on. Martial arts. Yeah, there's the the combat thing. That's something to focus on. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't know. Comes and goes. Ooh, 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 progenitus. Because given enough planning time, Batman can defeat anybody. That, that is a that is a uh, that is a faucet of Batman, isn't it? That he plans everything out. Who plans? Does Arcanus the Omnipotent plan? Ooh, I mean, and he jumps back to your hand. You, he's never there. You turn. Oh, he's hard you, to hit. You literally turn around, and he's not there anymore. <laughs> is he Arcanus the Omnipotent? And he's got a big cloak. Yeah. Oh, jam. <laughs> and he can just come up with a million new ideas out of nowhere. It's like pretty much. Nice. He's a detective. He figures things out. He, you know, and he plans. He kind of looks like Batman. All right, he's our Kennedy Omnipotent. So send All us right. an email if you guys have anyone better. All right, so he, so here it is. Chewie and I have this long-standing disagreement, <laughs> long-standing since last year, since last year, about what was the best superhero movie of 2012. He really wasn't a big fan of The Dark Knight Rises, whereas I thought it was a perfect capstone to a wonderful trilogy. And he really liked the uh, Avengers, which I concede was a pretty good movie. But I, I the whole time I was watching it, I was like, eh, eh, I, just, I just couldn't. I was not blown away. Chewie was blown away. I was blown away. He was blown away. So Chewie, by next episode, or maybe the episode after that, we'll see how much time we have. You are going to make an Avengers deck, and I am going to make a Batman deck. Interessante. Muy interessante. And every card you pick has to have some sort of tie-in. And I don't want to build the deck for you, but like the Hulk. Well, who's the guy with transform? The the scholar guy that transforms. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Sort of yeah. That sort of thing. What is his name? Uh, Civilized scholar. Civilized scholar. Yeah. Oh man. You're allowed to use villains because. You just need to have enough material. Draw from the movie as much as you can, but I know you know comic books, and I know Mike will keep you honest. Uh, so, and I might, you know, again, I might have to go to the whole Batman trilogy, but I will keep it as as true to the um, Nolan version as possible. And and we will come back. We will have our first ever. Do we want? Do we want to do EDH or do we want to do sixty card? We gotta do EDH, don't we? EDH. This is our first EDH host challenge throwdown. Oh, I'm gonna <laughs> die. <laughs> I don't know. You get to build a Captain Sisse deck, so. You get to build a Captain Sisse deck, deck. I have to build an Arcanus Batman deck. Ooh. Oh yeah, the color. Okay, so now I can't use Solus Color. Hmm. Oh yeah. But you, I'm sure you can find something that. Oh yeah. That's yeah. it. What is uh, Sisse? You're in, you're in green. green. You're in green, yeah. She's white and green. Oh, yeah, okay, I got it. That should cover most of the Avengers. Okay. We can make this work. There you go. I just have to find a a white or green creature that can throw lightning bolts. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. (laughs) It has to be representative. Oh, no, that's not a color. Okay, we're not building these decks tonight. (laughs) All right. All right, so that's my final thought. Awesome. So my final thought is is going to be a little bit, well, a little bit deeper than usual. Uh, over the last couple weeks, we have gotten two 
Yes. I, emails I thought, I thought from you talk about this. Yeah. Sorry. From from people who uh, have reached out to tell us about what we have, uh, well, what we help them do. Like yeah. one listener was like, I was not happy. My life kind of sucked. And I went to, I'm trying to find it and I can't. Oh, it's because the name is different. Ha ha ha. And uh, he said that he went to therapy and turned his life around and it was, it was really hard to do. And so then he's got a new job and he's got a new place and his life is good. And he said there are several things that helped in this successful change, and one of those being the mana pool. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he says it's because... (laughs) I think I'm inventing things here. No, I mean, well, I've read this story correctly so far. Oh, okay. I don't have it up in front of me. I know you're trying to hunt it down right now. But he says... uh, I list several things that helped in the successful change, one of those being the mana pool and your guys' regular dorking and fun. Now I actually have to listen on the way to work, which is really neat. I think he means he can, like, he has a commute to listen to us on the way to work. Right. And because at, at some point he didn't have a job and he, things weren't going well for him, so... That's part of the reason why everything sucked, yeah. Yeah, and I poked at him on Twitter. This was a while back, so... And, okay, that was weird. My browser just minimized for no reason. Like, I had the the mouse all the way down here in this corner, and it was like, nope, I'm going to minimize now. Okay. You selected critical mode. Everything is harder now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not good at this. Do you know if you're touch- are using a mouse or the touchpad? Probably okay, your touchpad might have some um, hot zones near the corners and edges. Yeah, because it's a jackass. Here we go. But he says that you guys pr- provided a source of awesome and happy and cheer that I could turn to when I needed it, and thus it played a big part in turning stuff around and adopting a much more positive outlook and feeling much better about life. And I was like, I still, and Mike said this in his reply, I still don't believe that people listen to us. <laughs> Much, yeah. much less that people listen to us and get more than a moment's enjoyment out of it, you know? Yeah. Because that's always been my goal. Once I realize this was my goal, I focus on it, then it's to keep you entertained while you're listening to us. Like, I want you to, you know, listen to us on the way to work, uh, on the way to work, or while you're at work to keep you from murdering your coworkers. And, you know, and that's enough for me. And then, and I'll be honest with you guys, doing Monday Night Magic and the MTG cast thing, and I do those, like, the MTG cast thing is all the time, and Monday Night Magic goes earlier in the week. So, by the time we record with these guys, I record with these guys, I'm like, <sighs> and it, 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 has, it has been casting a little bit of a shadow over my enjoyment of this. Like, once we get started, I love it, and it's, it's never a problem. But you have to get there. But first. getting here is always a pain. And I've been starting to feel the burnout starting. And then I got this <laughs> email, and I was like, well, that just made my freaking month. So... <laughs> Uh, because, you know, we're, we're helping people. And it, sure, we're just screwing around and talking about a card game, but there are people out there that need this, uh, not just on a, a basic level, you know, oh, I need something to listen to, but they, they, they get something out of it way more than we're offering. Right. That makes right. sense. Yeah. We yeah, mostly do this, we know. mostly do this, um, not necessarily out of a sense of, you know, we have to help people, but we do this because we enjoy it, because we enjoy talking mm-hmm. to each other. In case you haven't noticed, I think that's one of the things about being 
a, a successful podcast, or at least one that's managed to last this long, is we don't dislike talking to each other. This is, we're friends. So that for us is the ultimate goal is to talk to our friends about something that we all enjoy. And the fact that other people are able to get more out of it than that is wonderful. Somewhat unexpected, but very, very wonderful. So. Yeah. Like, what were you going to say, Mike? What I was about to say was related to what you just did. Yeah, I know we've heard several times from people who, who tell us something along the lines of, you know, I don't uh, have as much of a regular play group anymore. I don't get to see the guys as often as I used to, or not at all. But, you know, listening to us helps a lot. And honestly, that's part of the reason why we still record the podcast, because we don't get together <laughs> as often uh, in, in real life anymore. And, and this helps us in that way, too. So I'm glad it helps other people as well. I I went out to dinner. Uh, my wife and I went out to dinner with Lex tonight at the Olive Garden. Uh, and yes, Sam was there too. Uh, and uh, I met. We got talking, and uh, I mentioned that you know, honestly, if it were not for the podcast, would I still would I still see Dirk? Because Dirk no. now lives in another county. He's got a very involved job. I've got a very involved job. I like Dirk. I like his family. But we are both very busy with the rest of our lives. So would I, if we had not started this going on six years ago, would I still keep up with Dirk? Knowing also that I'm not the best person about keeping up with people. <laughs> that He's I really see, not. That I don't see all the time. Uh, it would be, it would be tough, and instead, Dark is a friend, so that's good. Yeah, and that's why I started the show. Although it's amazing to me that you still like to talk to me, since I keep talking <laughs> over everybody and interrupting, and clearly my my opinions are more important than anyone else's. But um, that's okay. Hey, you know, if you're gluttons for punishment, I can't help that. That's okay, because my fun is more important than everyone else's. Yeah. So yeah, but and we got that, and that made my week, and I was like, wow. And then. And then, uh, well, it says eleven hours ago. So last night, yeah, uh, we got an email earlier this morning. If it was eleven hours ago, well, whatever. <laughs> uh, we got an email from. Uh, oh yeah, I guess it was. It's it's ten p.m. Her her her. Uh, we got an email from a guy who emailed us from before, and apparently we mispronounced his nickname. You and mispronounced I, his name. How did I mispronounce it? How did you? I don't remember now because that was a long time. You're ago. gonna mispronounce it again. Demos, demos. I see. I, I don't know if it was something that we were that we did accidentally or we're doing on purpose, because I could imagine us, you know, talking. Uh, how do you say that? Demos, and then maybe one of us said Hamoes or something like that. Hamoes, <laughs> yeah. You know, you guys say it like like. You know, young black Michael Jackson. Yeah. yeah, like I wouldn't be surprised if the conversation happened exactly that way. The first time. So <laughs> he, he might be talking about something like that. I don't know. I just can't remember. Billy Jean is not my lover. <laughs> not anymore, anyway. No. But uh, yeah, he said uh, that we were kind enough to answer his question on air, as well as mispronounce his nickname to such wonderful effect that my friends still proclaim it with that pronunciation to this day. So that's all. However, right. we did it. That's now officially your name. Congratulations! By all the power, you're welcome. By all the power vested in us, satire hedonist. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he goes uh, to the point, Chewie. In the last episode I listened to, I heard that you you seem to be having some trouble in your life, and that made me feel sad. So he wanted to tell us a little story about how we helped him, in the hopes that it would you know cheer us up some. The, the details of that are a little personal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to go into any of that. He well, said we could talk. To, he, he said we could talk about it, but uh, yeah, let's. I not. would. 
Yeah. We'll just leave that between us. Yeah, but what he says is that uh, because of some stuff that happened that was very serious and very sad, he said that his shifts at work were deeply saddening. And that's a direct quote, deeply saddening. Uh, being alone with my thoughts was pretty hard, but with you guys there in my ears chatting away made me feel so much better and made the toughest times that much more bearable. It was and still is like having a portable circle of friends always on hand who are able to take your mind off of the world and I uh, cannot thank you enough for that. And that, like I got that at work today. I'm like, dude, oh, look, an email. Hey, da, da, da. oh, my God. Yeah, I, I read this after I got back from court today, and I was really, really, really touched. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say something that that was really touching uh, to read with with what else he shared with us. And, yeah, uh, that's it, it, it's mind blowing. And yeah. how however you pronounce your name, I'm not even going to try because I'm the worst <laughs> person. To, I'm the only former English major, and I am the worst at pronunciation. I'm not even going to try it, but I certainly hope that uh, you found uh, a lot of positive things in your life uh, outside of us and. Uh, and that you're able to get past these hard times. So we appreciate you sharing that with us. And not only all of that, but he also lives in Australia, where everything that lives there is out to kill you. (laughs) That's tough. That is tough, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, thank you guys uh, very much for that. We, we, yeah, I mean, you've heard. You've blown us away. You've completely uh, killed any burnout that I may have been feeling uh, it, like with you killed it with fire. I don't know. I guess you fight fire with fire. You killed my burnout with fire. I've never really understood that <laughs> phrase. I tried fighting fire with fire one time, and um, well, that's why oh, you I'm moved, not supposed right? to talk about this on the air. Oh, I mean, nothing. I heard about a guy one time. <laughs> Thank you for that completely theoretical conversation. Yes. And and I did uh, for anyone that wants to. To hear me in a slightly different form, I did uh, episode 50 of Tap and Sack with Houston, uh, or Ginger Ale, or whatever he calls himself, uh, uh, last night. And it'll be up on MTGCast, I'm sure, before uh, this episode goes up on our feed. But uh, Do we get to make up our own nicknames? Uh, no. Oh, I'm going to spend a while <laughs> thinking of my nickname. <laughs> Arcanus oh, the Omnipotent. <laughs> uh, it's a little pompous. But I did... Uh, I did Tab and Sack number 50, and it was a lot of fun. It was just me in Houston because uh, Matt sucks. I mean, was sick. And and I told him, actually, about the the first email uh, and that, you know, he's he's did number 50, so he's been at it for a year, and that's something to be proud of for podcasting because that, that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you make it to 20, you're freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I tried to, you know, be the, the wise old podcaster, you know, uh, the old part. Exactly. And it's, you know, I've been, I've been doing this for years. And just to say that no matter what you're putting into it, it's possible that there's someone out there who's getting more out of it than you realize. So you should, you should bear that in mind and, and remember that and hold on to it because, uh-huh. and this is going to sound really egotistical and, and whatnot, but what we do matters. It doesn't matter a lot and it doesn't matter to everybody, but it matters. And that is something to take with you no matter what you're doing. Like, we're doing this goofy podcast where we talk uh, talk to each other and make jokes about this card game. But in in all areas of life, the little things you do can matter. Sure. Whether whether it's something that you enjoy like this, whether it's something you have to do, like your job, 
or something that you spend extra time on, like a volunteer project, um, it or can even affect just people. Something like being nice to your waitress. Yeah. You know, it 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 could matter, and it very well might. And and not may... just because you're trying to pick her up. Well, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> it might no, be it's, that... it's 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 okay to also be trying to pick her up, but I'm saying don't do it just because you're trying to pick her up. <laughs> It could be the best thing that happened to her all day, and I mean the compliment, not the picking up. Part. Yeah, like not being picked up by you is probably the best thing that's happened to her all day. <laughs> yeah, trust me, you're not that good. <laughs> I get the feeling that one was directed at me. <laughs> oh, no. but, but, oh, okay. But anyway, so that's just I just wanted to, to give all of that to all yeah. of you guys, and remember, just the little things might matter more than you think. Yeah. I mean, we don't have the little inspirational nonsense stories where, well, you know, I smiled at this person so they didn't go home and kill themselves. And that's a little extreme. But that's, and and that is an extreme example, but that sort of thing does happen to a certain extent. Yeah, to a much lesser extent, uh, much more frequently than that, it, it, that does happen. (laughs) And it might have happened, it might have happened to you, too. And not just, again, not just our podcast, like we're the only people helping people. Think back, you might, you might have been, (laughs) No, I'm and I'm I'm trying to get away from necessarily us, but you know you might have been having a really hard day, and then someone held the door for you just when you thought the next person you saw you were going to punch them, and the next person held the door for you and said, "Hey, are you okay?" or didn't even say that much, just kind of wasn't a jerk to you, and that actually made a big difference. So exactly. So I'm I'm really glad you brought that up. You were about to say something, Mike. I'm sorry. Uh, I was I was about to say you know um. The, as as a whole, you know, the entertainment industry does serve a valuable um, purpose. You know, it helps prop up morale. It helps people feel better. And even though we're beyond small time, uh, we're minuscule time in terms of the entertainment industry as a whole. Even even we and other podcasters like us can have a real impact. I think I was quoted on Jay Leno last night. Yeah, oh, was that was brilliant. that was you, Brian Baker. I'll be damned. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe slightly larger than minuscule. We're like bacteria. But the good kind. <laughs> yeah, the kind in your stomach that helps break stuff down, not the kind that gives you the plate. Exactly. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, that that was all. We got these two emails, and it, it made me feel very philosophical and all of that, and so I had to share it with everyone. I'm glad you did. I was actually, yes. before we started, I was wondering about whether or not to suggest that we talk about some emails, those in particular. So I'm glad you brought it up. Me too. I figured he would, so... I'm usually pretty I, good I, about I, the important stuff. I, I, I figure <laughs> I'd let him cover the deep stuff, and I would cover Batman. Hell yeah! <laughs> In olive oil. Oh, now mm. I'm gonna. Uh, I, that's nah, that's kind of gross. Oh, I mean gross. What? So, I guess that's that. That that was all of us, right? That was all yep. of us. All right, and don't forget to go listen to last week's Monday Night Magic to hear the Monday Night Manipool episode, or I guess two weeks, the one that had us on it. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I went to that earlier today to see how many people had gone. Oh, this is terrible because they don't know anything about competitive magic, and there's no comments. Comments on MTG Cast are apparently not working and have not for about a month now. So I don't uh, know if I mind that at all. So. Uh, yeah, I haven't. Uh, the only thing I've heard like from other sources like Twitter and whatnot were, "Holy crap, that was awesome!" or like Bill said something to the effect of, "I had to double check my surroundings because I think he said the first voice he heard was." Uh, was Brian's, and he was like, wait. That happens a lot. Which one did I download? <laughs> yeah, I think someone commented something very similar to that, um, 
in the comments to our episode. Our episode being the mana pool. Yeah. But anyway, anyway. So, contact information, we're, uh, on the things like the Facebook and the Twitter and the, uh, Send us an email, dorks at themanapool.com. And go to themanapool.com and look at all the cool stuff we used to do, uh, other than the podcast. <laughs> one day. One day, when I get rid of my crappy day job, there will be more content on themanapool.com, I promise. If my game day experience was more interesting, I would have had something up, but alas, it didn't go that way. Yeah, not so much. <laughs> oh, well. But with that, I think we should go ahead and kill it. So this has been episode 291 of The Mana Pool. Uh, thank you all so very much for listening, and I really mean that every time I say it. And uh, go play some magic. <laughs>